Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Today's topic is the three principal deities of Vrindavan, Madan Mohan, Govinda and Gopinath. So these are the verses from uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Adalila chapter 1, texts 15 through 19. So the first 14 verses are very important verses. But before we dive into them, um, in the next subsequent uh, sessions, we will first go through these uh, 15 through 19. After that, we will address the first verse because those are very long explanations. Alright. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So today's topic as we have uh, introduced already is the three principal deities of Vrindavan. So we are going to this 15th verse of the first chapter of the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita because the first 14 verses are very very important verses and very in-depth explanation will be given for them but then we will be skipping this you know this will be much much later so I would just want to cover this first and then go to the the, the 14 previous verses <clears throat> all right so let's chant this word by word and then line by line Jayatam Suratau Pango Mama Mandamate Gati Mat Sarvasva 
पद अंभोज राधा मदन मोहन सुरिपीट आफ्टर मी लाइन बाय लाइन जयताम सुरत पंगोर मम मंदमतेर्गति मत्सर्वस्व पदाभोज राधा मदन मोहन जयताम सुरत पंगोर मम मंदमतेर्गति मत्सर्वस्व पदाभोज राधा मदन मोहन जयताम ऑल ग्लोरी टू सुरथ मोस्ट मर्सिफुल और अटैच्ड इन कॉन्जुगल लव टू मीनिंग्स आर देयर पंगो ऑफ वन हु इज लेम मामा ऑफ मी मंद मते फूलिश गति रेफ्यूज मत माय सर्वस्व एवरीथिंग पद अंभोज हुज लोटस फीट टुगेदर बिकम्स पदाभोज राधा मदन मोहन राधाराणी एंड मदन मोहन सो दिस औ सूरत पदाभोज राधा मदन मोहन दिस औ मीन्स ड्यूअल टू वेन टू पीपल आर इन्वॉल्व इन हिंदी इट्स कॉल द्विवचन द्विवचन दैट मीन्स ड्यूअल लाइक सिंगुलर ड्यूअल एंड प्लूरल सो दट्स औ इट्स इन इट्स डिमार्केटेड इन संस्कृत और राइट सो ट्रांसलेशन बाय दिवांग्रेस एसी भक्तिपिदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपात की जाए ट्रांसलेशन ग्लोरी टू द ऑल मर्सिफुल ग्लोरी टू द ऑल मर्सिफुल राधा एंड मदन मोहन आई एम लेम एंड इल एडवाइज्ड येट दे आर माय डायरेक्टर्स एंड दे आर लोटस फीट आर एवरीथिंग टू मी सो दिस इज द राधा मदन मोहन मंत्र दिस इज द नेक्स्ट 1.16 of adrila so this is 11 like upajati chanda trishtu trishtu chanda divyad vrinda aranya kalpadruma adhah श्रीमत् रत्न आगार सिंह आसन स्थौ श्रीमत् राधा श्रीलगोविंददेव प्रेष्ठ आली सेव्यमानो स्मरामि Okay, I'm just thinking of the best tune for this. 
Let's try with the Damodrashtaka tune. Divyadvrindaranya kalpadrumadhaha So please repeat after me. That's why I'm giving that space. Divyadvrindaranya kalpadrumadhaha Srimadratnagara simhasanasthau Shreemadradha Shreela Govinda Devao Preshthali Bhe Sevya Manav Smarami Okay, once more. Divyadvrindaranya Kalpadrumadha Shreemadratnagara Simhasanasthau Shreemadradha Shreela Govinda Devao Preshthali Bhe Sevya Manav Smarami So, Divyat, Shining, Vrinda Aranya, in the forest of Vrindavan, Kalpadruma, Desire Tree. You know what's a desire tree? A tree which fulfills all your desires whatever you want the tree will give like in the material world an apple tree gives an only an apple an orange tree only gives an orange but in the spiritual world the trees are all kalpadrumadha or kalpavriksha they will give anything you want <clears throat> adhaha beneath srimat most beautiful ratna agara in a temple of jewels simha asanasthau Sitting on a throne, Shreemath, very beautiful. Radha, Shreemati Radharani, Shreela Govinda Devao, and Shri Govinda Deva. Preshtha Alibhi, by most confidential associates. Sevyamanao, being served. Smarami, I remember. Translation by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. In a temple of jewels in Vrindavan, underneath a desire tree, Shri Shri Radha Govinda, served by their most confidential associates, sit upon an effulgent throne. I offer my humble obeisances unto them. Next, 1.17. <clears throat> Don't worry, we will go through the meanings of all these verses in detail. So I want to chant all of them first and then go through the meaning. So we will chant the verse itself. Shreeman Rasa Rasarambhi Vamshivata Tatasthitaha Karshan Venusvanair Gopir Karshan Venusvanair Gopir Gopinatha Shriyestunaha So with this word, try to uh, focus on the pronunciation. This is all what we have taught in the Shloka Learning Course. Uh, 
like for example this word tata like those who are not used to indian languages or those who are used to tamil or other languages than indian sometimes it's a little difficult for them it is tata not tata or tata it is tata you see the first t has no dot below but the second t has a dot below can you see see that so the t without a dot below is ta ta when your tongue is touching the um, teeth actually the word teeth already has this teeth so ta the first t is ta up at the palate the tongue is touching the palate up up not upstairs up there and then the um, teeth th that the tongue touches the back of the uh, back of the teeth so tata vamsi vamshi you see s with a accent on top so kindly pay attention to all these things because i'm not stressing so much nowadays because already the length of class is so long so you please um, put effort into all these things look closely and refer to the um pronunciation guide if you do not know where it is it's in our shloka learning course maybe our moderator can you know help with that you know actually you can find even pronunciation guide online if you just search for google images you will get this chart of all the um <clears throat> maybe maybe the moderator or somebody can put in the comments um a link to that uh, such a graphic right so kindly pay attention to all these things <clears throat> translation by devangre sesi bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupada ki jai shri shri la gopinath who originated the transcendental mellow of the rasa of the rasa dance stands on the shore in vamshivata and attracts the attention of the cowherd damsels with the sound of his celebrated flute may they all confer upon us their benediction all right so what are the what is the significance of all these three deities of vrindavan okay next verse we will just chant it because this verse jay jay shri chaitanya jay nityananda jay advaita chandra jay gaura bhakta vrinda so this verse will appear in every single chapter of shri chaitanya charitamrita you know when it will appear in the beginning of the chapter the first verse usually will be the summary or the introduction to the whole chapter the next verse will be this this one is here and then follows the explanation of the whole you know whatever is the chapter all about it starts the, the whole story line or the philosophy line or whatever the chapter is about it will start so this verse will be found in every single chapter of chaitanya charitamrita jay jay shri chaitanya jay nityananda jay advaita chandra jay gaura bhakta vrinda so this is the verse glory to shri chaitanya and nityananda glory to advaita acharya and glory to all the devotees of shri gaura lord chaitanya <clears throat> and now 19 this is where the purport is there and a lot of explanation is there in this verse and this explains all the three verses that we chanted also so in bengali eighteen thakur gaudiya ke koriya chena atmasat ए तीनेर चरण वंदन तीने मोरनाथ ए तीन ठाकुर गौड़ी आके कोरिया छेन आत्मसात 
ए तीनर चरण वंदन तीन मोरनाथ ऑल राइट ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय दिवान ग्रेसी भक्त वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जाए दीज थ्री डेटीज ऑफ वृंदावन मदन मोहन गोविंद एंड गोपीनाथ हैव एब्जॉर्ब्ड द हार्ट एंड सोल ऑफ द गौडिया वैष्णवज फॉलोअर्स ऑफ लॉर्ड चैतन्य आई वर्शिप दियर लोटस फीट फॉर दे आर द लॉर्ड्स ऑफ माई हार्ट परपोर्ट द ऑथर ऑफ श्री चैतन्य चरितामृता offers his respectful obeisances unto the three deities of vrindavan named shri radha madan mohan shri radha govinda dev and shri radha gopinath ji these three deities are the life and soul of the bengali vaishnavas or gaudiya vaishnavas who have a natural aptitude for residing in vrindavan The Gaudiya Vaishnavas who follow strictly in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu worship the divinity by chanting transcendental sounds meant to develop a sense of one's transcendental relationship with the supreme lord a reciprocation of mellows rasas of mutual affection and ultimately the achievement of the desired success in loving service So you know what is being described in the sentence this one what we just read the gaudiya vaishnavas who follow strictly in the line of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu worship the divinity by chanting the transcendental sounds so the transcendental sounds are the three mantras that we just chanted hmm the madan mohan mantra the govinda dev mantra and the gopinath ji mantra so the gaudiya vaishnavas they chant these transcendental mantras to develop a sense of one's relationship with the supreme lord this is the first mantra so the madan mohan mantra is madan mohan is actually sambandhadhi deva um uh, he is called sambandhadhi deva that means he is the presiding deity for the signs of one's relationship with the supreme so spiritual perfection is um phased into three parts so one is sambandha one is abhideya and one is prayojana so sambandha mean, <coughs> sambandha means one's relationship with the lord to establish to understand that that is sambandha and then abhideya is to engage in that relationship actively and prayojana means to actually attain that state of perfection in one's relationship with the lord so these are the three stages first to understand who we are and what is our relationship with the lord firstly we have to understand that we are a servant so that service can be in different flavors of shanta dasya sakya vatsalya and madhurya but at the present moment all we need to understand is we are a servant of the lord so that is the first understanding <clears throat> so in this conditioned state we can understand that much what is our real state in the spiritual world who we are is not for us to know now what we going to do in the spiritual world that's not for us to do now actually prabhupada said when a person is sick there's no use of dreaming oh if i become healthy i will eat this and i will do that i will i will i have planned this and that no first get well soon you know and then talk about your plans so we have to first get well we are in a disease state of mind disease state of consciousness and we have to first get out of that first anarth nivritti must happen 
all the dirty things in the heart must come out and then our real relationship with the lord will be revealed will be automatically revealed so to love the lord to love krishna is our natural propensity to not love krishna is our diseased condition just like to eat nicely is our natural propensity you know is a, is natural for us but there is something that is as prabhupada said there has there has come something in between we and our natural propensity of eating and that is called disease and because of disease i don't like to eat so similarly in the in our present condition we don't like to serve krishna we like to you know act for our sense gratification and that is our disease now it looks natural for us to engage in sense gratification just like if you if we have been in sickness for very long then we pretty much get used to all the terms and conditions of our disease like our diet restrictions our lifestyle restrictions and everything like that but that is not our original state because we have been very uh, here in this material world for very very long we've kind of gotten used to a very limited lifestyle a very sinful lifestyle at that um by engaging in our sense gratification but our original life is to be completely krishna conscious completely in love with krishna the only thing now you may say no 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 some people say they just they are absolute atheists they don't even believe in him you know they don't care about him yeah that is the disease that is very much the disease so if he is cured of the disease he will actually irresistibly love krishna everybody krishna is irresistible he's like a magnet attracting all iron filings when but when the iron filings are rusty there is rust on the iron then the iron won't be as strongly attracted to the magnet but if the rust is removed yes irresistibly the iron goes to the magnet so that attraction is very feeble now and that's why we tend to cultivate relationships with a tiny part and parcel of the supreme lord instead of with the supreme lord so however atheist one may be he will still have people whom he loves whom he has affection for right and that may be his parents or his life partner or his children or whoever friends or whatever it may be so why he loves them why he has some affection for them because they are part and parcel of krishna um, nobody loves their dead body even though a man may like a woman so much but if the woman is dead he will he will immediately as soon as possible get rid of the body you see uh, so that love is actually there because of the presence of the soul and not just for the body because if it was for the body of course he has he is attracted to the body of that woman but a dead body of that woman will not attract him uh, a living body so what is a what is a living body the body is never living it's always dead the soul is the one which makes the body animated and because of the presence of the soul the body all looks beautiful the soul leaves the body the body just becomes worse and worse it looks worse and worse day by day you know the body becomes very gross looking when a, when when it's a dead body right so it only looks beautiful because of the presence of the soul and that is the reason why he has that affection for that person and that is because why to the soul because the soul is actually one part one infinitesimal part and parcel of the supreme lord 
So actually his love for the Supreme Lord, which would have been uninterrupted, is now interrupted because of his disease. And therefore, his attraction for the Lord is very, very feeble. Even a person who says he has no attraction for the Lord, he is attracted to some part and parcel of the Supreme Lord in one way or another. Even if one loves a dog, for example. It's not exactly love, but affection, attachment. So even then, that is a feeble attraction for God. Because that dog, that soul in the dog's body is a part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. So understanding that, so that is our natural state. So to re-establish that knowledge that we have forgotten now in this conditioned world, I mean in this conditional existence, that re-establishment of the knowledge is called Sambandha. And Madan Mohan deity is the presiding deity for that Sambandha Gyan. Right? We will learn why so. But at this point, just accept it for the time being. So, next. <clears throat> so, by chanting transcendental sounds meant to develop a sense of one's transcendental relationship with the Supreme Lord, a reciprocation of mellows, rasas for mutual affection. So, this is... Um, okay, we will divide into these things. Develop a sense of one's relationship with the Supreme Lord. This is part one. Okay? Reciprocation of rasas for mutual affection is part two. This is called Abhidheya. To actually engage in the service of the Lord. Hmm? And ultimately, the achievement of desired success in loving service. So, this is Prayojana. So, the Abhidheya is governed by Govinda Devji and the Prayojana is governed by Gopinathji. These three deities are worshipped in three different stages of one's development. The followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu scrupulously follow these principles of approach. Um, some temples in our you know, Hare Krishna movement in ISKCON, <coughs> Srila Prabhupada has set up, sometimes the deities' names are you know, Madan Mohan, like in our temple they are Madan Mohan. Sometimes are Radha Govinda, sometimes Radha Gopinath, sometimes Radha, different different names, Radha Giridhari, so many names. So, why do these temples have all these different names then? It doesn't matter really because all are names of Krishna. But we should understand the significance of these three deities because um, they govern the different stages of our spiritual advancement. And why that is so, we will, we will learn as we go on. Gaudiya Vaishnavas perceive the ultimate objective in Vedic hymns composed of 18 transcendental letters that adore Krishna as Madan Mohan, Govinda and Gopi Janavallabha. <clears throat> so this, what is this? What are we talking about? So ultimate objective in Vedic hymns composed of 18 transcendental letters. So this is actually uh, the Kama Gayatri Mantra which is usually given uh, when one is initiated, second initiated, when one is Brahmin initiated. Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopijana, Vallabhaya, Swaha. So, so Krishnaya, that is a mantra. Actually, there is a Bija mantra also bit before that. So, this is actually usually given when one is um, initiated, second initiated. And this is also stated in the um, Brahma Samhita. Srila Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur describes a very, uh, very detailed, gives a very detailed description of this mantra. And 
that is the 18 syllable mantra which is chanted by Gaudiya Vaishnavas. It's called the Kama Bija or the Kama, Gayatri, Kama Gayatri Mantra. So Krishnaya, Krishna is one who attracts the all attractive. So now we are attracted by Madana, Cupid. In this material world, everybody is attracted by sense gratification and that's the reason why we act. And the highest form of sense gratification is sex life. And sex life is governed by Madana or Cupid, also called Kandarpa. Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya Vishesha Shobham. Krishna is called Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya. He attracts millions of Cupids. Cupid is attracting everyone in this material world and attaching them to the opposite sex. And that sexual desire is what is binding the conditioned soul to this material world you see so to release the conditioned soul from that shackle of sex life or sense gratification in general of which sex life is the is the pinnacle so to release us from that we have to surrender to madan mohan we are now surrendered to madana Cupid. That's why we're in Maya. So we have to surrender to Madan Mohan, the one who attracts Cupid. So if we are attracted by Cupid, we will be millions of times more attracted to Madan Mohan if we really understand our relationship with him. So if Cupid can attract us, Madan Mohan, if Madan can attract us, Madan Mohan will attract us Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya. Koti means 10 million. Madan Mohan will attract us 10 million times more stronger towards himself if we choose to be attracted by him. It's our choice basically. We out of our very foolish choice, we have given up the 10 million times more attractive than Cupid personality who is Krishna and we have taken up the attraction for Madana who is, you know, the perverted attraction called lust. So to transform from lust to love, we have to understand our relationship. So lust exists because we are attached, first of all, to our body and to these bodily relationships, like wife, children, and all these things. So, and also even uh, species, race, country, all these attractions are because of that false identification Mama Mandama Tergati. Dull headed. Because of our dull headedness, we are attracted to this false ego or false identification of our body and our concomitant attachments coming forth from the body, hmm? such as family and rest. Now we have to turn our attraction from that Madan to Madan Mohan. And Madan Mohan, to how, how to even establish that relationship? Now, why are we even attached to our family? Because we think there is a relationship here based on our body. So we have to understand that we are not the body and we are actually the soul. And then once we are the soul, we are not independent, we are dependent. That means we have to be related. We can't be unrelated to anything and just exist without any dependency. Our nature is to be dependent. Krishna is Farat. His existence doesn't depend on anyone. But our existence depends on Krishna.
so we have to seek out what or whom is it that we are related to if you are if i am not related to my family and rest whom i actually am related to what is my real relationship to whom upon whom i should repose that relationship so these this is called the signs of relationship sambandha gyana so if you see in the second chapter of bhagavad gita krishna is disassociating uh, arjuna from the bodily relationship and um, as we go on he is engage- i mean he is also teaching how to do karma yoga which is abhideya how to act in devotional service and finally uh, what is that sarvadharman parityajyam amekam sharanam vraja the goal even that itself is not yet the prayojana that's when when one surrenders when one understands so bhagavad gita gives us the complete knowledge of our sambandha with krishna and then finally krishna says surrender unto me then arjuna said replied to that and said karishe vachanam tava i will do whatever you ask me to do so that doing is called abhideya and that's where the bhagavatam starts the bhagavatam is full of transcendental activities of abhideya of course of of devotees who have attained prayojana who have attained love of godhead but you can see the activities of devotional service of krishna of the devotees for krishna and how krishna reciprocates such loving relationships so the whole gamut all the whole um, realm of activities in devotional service those are described in the shrimad bhagavatam and in the 10th canto we are introduced to the the prayojana where there is a rasa lila rasa dance and that is the perfection of all spiritual endeavor and that that prayojana that rasa lila that um, relationship between krishna and the gopis is what is relished by chaitanya mahaprabhu in this chaitanya charitamrita and that's why the whole chaitanya charitamrita is in the um um you know realm of prayojana of course there is also <laughs> sambandha elements to it there is also abhideya elements to it a lot of them actually in much more scrutinizing detail in the chaitanya charitamrita it has all sambandha abhideya and prayojana also but especially the chaitanya mahaprabhu's confidential reason uh, reason for his appearance is to taste the mellow of uh, radha's love for him and that is prayojana so in this way um this is understood so that's why it is said gaudiya vaishnavas perceive the ultimate objective in vedic hymns composed of 18 transcendental letters yeah there is a kama gayatri <clears throat> for those who are brahman initiated they will know that it is a sixth gayatri mantra that everybody they chant on every day three times a day so usually that mantra is not revealed uh, but anyway bhagsidan saraswati thakur revealed in in the brahma samhita purport and also i think 524 of brahma samhita there he revealed and also prabhupad also revealed somewhere that that mantra but here he did not so he just said 18 transcendental letters vedic hymns consisting of the 18 transcendental letters 
So there is the Bija Mantra and then Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopijana Vallabhaya Swaha. So these are the three deities. Krishnaya. Krishna means all attractive. Madan Mohan. Who is attracting all the people who are actually attracted to Madana now. So he is offering his attraction. Um, I mean attraction to himself. Which is, um, which is why he is known as Madan Mohan. Then... Madan Mohan is he who charms Cupid, the god of love. Govinda is he who pleases the senses and the cows. So when we engage our senses in Krishna's service, the Abhidheya, then our senses get actual pleasure. That's why he is called Govinda. So therefore he is the presiding deity for the Abhidheya. Hmm? So because we are engaging our senses, like Ambrish Maharaj, all his senses are engaged in Krishna's service. And he is receiving transcendental bliss. Why? Because of Govinda Dev. Govinda, the one who gives pleasure to the senses. And the cows, of course. <clears throat> and Gopi Janavallabha is the transcendental lover of the gopis. So, that is the prayojana. That is the perfection of all um, devotional endeavor. So that is the prayojan. He embodies the prayojan because he is Gopi Janavallabha <coughs> or Gopinath. Same. Gopi Janavallabha and Gopinath is same. And Krishna and Madan Mohan is same. Krishna is all attractive and Madan Mohan means he is attracting all of us who are otherwise attracted to Madana. So, in this way, it is understood why they are these three names and why they are the presiding deities for these three aspects of transcendental knowledge. Or devotional advancement. <coughs> Krishna himself is called Madan Mohan, Govinda, Gopi, Janavallabha, and countless other names as he plays in his different pastimes with his devotees. The three deities, Madan Mohan, Govinda, and Gopi, Janavallabha, have very specific qualities. Okay, before we go further, um, this Kama Gayatri mantra is not something that was uh, only now, you know, th that was introduced only now after the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come. No, it is mentioned in the Brahma Samhita, which is very, very old. I mean, l let's see that mantra actually. <coughs> this is right in the beginning of creation, you know. Okay, the language of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, I must forewarn you, is very, very difficult to understand. His English is very, very high standard. But just um, try to understand. Okay, if we actually read Prabhupada's books, we will get to slightly understand Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's language, slightly. <laughs> so then, even then, we have to pay a lot of attention, be very faithful to Srila Prabhupada, and then yes, all these things can be understood. So now here, five dot twenty-four of Brahma Samhita. Uvachapuratastasmai tasya divya saraswati kama krishnaya govinda he gopi jana ityapi vallabhaya priyavahner mantram te dasyati priyam. Then the goddess of learning Saraswati, the divine consort of the Supreme Lord, by the way, Saraswati in the spiritual world is a consort of the Supreme Lord. Hmm? <coughs> in the Vaikuntha also there is Saraswati, who is a consort of the Supreme Lord. Narayana. So, said thus, so the goddess of learning Saraswati, the divine consort of the Supreme Lord, said thus to Brahma, who saw nothing but gloom in all directions. Actually, what happened? You see, this is what happened actually. 
so you see brahma was born from the lotus flower that emanated from the navel of um, garbhodaka shai vishnu so then what happened in uh, brahma samhita here we will find chapter 5 text 22 in fact the, the whole brahma samhita is comprising he comprises 100 chapters it's very very voluminous book but this book was somehow buried in the compound of adikeshava temple in kerala and ants have eaten up all chapters except this fifth chapter was remaining only of that book and that fifth chapter alone contains such lofty principles of um, krishna consciousness that in fact it summarizes the entire philosophy in its very very um, what is that um, vast depths so that is um, brahma samhita like slight introduction so in this verse particular verse 22nd verse of the 5th chapter it is said here the divine lotus which springs from the navel pit of vishnu is in every way related by the spiritual tie with all souls and is the origin of four-faced brahma versed in the four vedas so just like the child is um, connected to the um, navel by the umbilical cord of the mother so similarly the the lotus stem that originates from the navel of mahavishnu i'm um, not mahavishnu garbhodakashay vishnu um is in every way related by the spiritual tie with all souls so from vishnu we are also actually nourished by this so called umbilical cord kind of from the navel of vishnu and we are all nourished by that uh, lotus stem and in fact the whole entire planetary systems that we see in outer space are contained within the walls of that stem of the lotus so we are within that stem of the lotus and on top of the stem is the lotus and on top of the lotus is lord brahma so we we can't even have access to lord brahma you know but krishna by his mercy he comes into this world and and acts past times in this world within the stem anyway so on the top of the lotus is brahma now on coming out of the lotus brahma being guided by the divine potency turned his mind to the act of creation under the impulse of previous impressions but he could see nothing but darkness in every directions so what is explained here he guided by the divine potency tuned oh sorry tuned his mind not turned his mind okay so by the inspiration from paramatma he this is actually describing the day every morning of brahma this happens because the previous day he was engaged in the act of creation and the you know maintenance and you know um listening to all the grievances of the demigods and calling the lord and and the lord incarnates so so many things is doing throughout the day he's busy and at the end the night comes the night of brahma which is as long as the day of brahma so 4.32 billion years 1000 cycles of the four yugas is one day of brahma and similar uh, time period is his night so he sleeps for that long and then when he wakes up he forgets he forgets all the things that he did just like when we wake up you know when we are just woken up we are all groggy we we don't remember actually who we are and like we're just like <laughs> lost in the sleep 
when somebody hey hey you and you need to do this and all you know what time already oh yeah 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 you know you know that so of course that's is that's if somebody is late so anyway this is what happens to brahma also he becomes groggy when he wakes up and then he you know he tuned his mind to the act of creation so slowly he's tuning into his actual duty when he wakes up okay okay i need to create again so because every night of brahma there is a partial pralaya or destruction that means um, all the lower planetary systems tala atala vitala sutala rasatala talatala patal all of them are submerged and also above that is the bhuloka bhuvarloka swargaloka until swargaloka it is all submerged in water the garbhodaka ocean will rise up the levels of the water rise up so much high tide you know it rises up so much until swargaloka planets everything is inundated above that only janaloka mahaloka tapaloka and satyaloka remain intact during the night of brahma so when the day comes the water when he wakes up it's actually the water is so high he becomes fearful of the massive currents of the garbhodaka ocean and then the water slowly subsides and subsides and subsides and finally but still he cannot actually see anything and then he he remembers you see here it is said tuned his mind to the act of creation under the impulse of previous impressions like for example what we think in the night those impressions come back when we wake up when our consciousness gets back to activity that's what happens we we leave i mean we start off from where we left off in the previous day so the previous impressions of all the creation so we we remember so but it happens in a matter of few moments for us even for brahma actually but just that this contemplation is all going on so for us how we forget in our sleep we forget mattah smritir gyanam apohanam cha sarvasya chaham hridisannivishta krishna is saying in the 15th chapter 15th verse of bhagavad gita that from me come remembrance knowledge and forgetfulness so when we sleep in the night we forget and when we wake up we remember again because of the inspiration of paramatma again so same thing here matta smritir gyanam apohanam cha same thing here being guided by the divine potency tuned his mind to the act of creation under the impulse of previous impressions so that remembrance was he was getting back but then he could see nothing but darkness in every direction so then this verse 524 uvacha puratas tasmay tasya divya saraswati kama krishnaya govinda he gopi jana ityapi vallabhaya priyavahner mantram mantram te dasyati priyam then the goddess of learning saraswati the divine consort of the supreme lord said thus to brahma who saw nothing but gloom in all directions o brahma this mantra viz claim krishnaya govindaya gopijana vallabhaya swaha this is the 18 syllable kamagayatri mantra will assuredly fulfill your heart's desire so this mantra we have to only chant when we receive it from the spiritual master so at the time of second initiation you will actually hear it from your right ear you will hear the prabhupada's words um then you must chant otherwise there is no use in chanting um if we do not receive it from the spiritual master so we have to receive it so anyway this is the mantra so krishnaya govindaya gopi janavallabhaya so all the three deities are mentioned here and when is this right at the date of creation so this is not some concoction or a, you know something brought up by uh, gaudiya vaishnavas 
you know chaitanya mahaprabhu's followers concocted some mantras no these are coming from those remote times <clears throat> of course you we can go into a lot of okay this is a short purport so let's read it the mantra consisting of the 18 divine letters prefixed by the kama bija which is clean is alone super excellent it has a twofold aspect one aspect is that it tends to make the pure soul run after all attractive shri krishna the lord of gokula and the divine milkmaids this is the acme of the spiritual tendency of jeevas hmm? because that's our original nature when the devotee is free from all sorts of mundane desires and willing to serve the lord he attains the fruition of his heart's desire viz the love of krishna but in the case of the devotees who is not of unmixed aptitude that means we we are not we are not having unalloyed or unmixed devotional service we still have contaminations we have some material desire sometimes or some you know desire for liberation for those devotees So that is what is explained here but in the case of the devotee who is not of unmixed aptitude this super excellent mantra fulfills his heart's desire also the transcendental kama bija is inherent in the divine logos located in goloka and the kama bija pervertedly reflected in the worldly affairs satisfies satisfies all sorts of desires of this mundane world so this is the perverted reflection of the kama gayatri mantra that you know one wants to you know fulfill all desires in this material world but actually the real desires are to serve the lord that is the real desire of all pure living entities all right so even if you did not understand it fully never mind it, it's very very lofty i can explain but you know we have a lot more to cover cover here and you see o brahma तपस्वं तप एतेन तव सिद्धिर्भविष्यति ओ ब्रह्मा डू दाउ प्रैक्टिस स्पिरिचुअल एसोसिएशन बाय मींस ऑफ दिस मंत्रा देन ऑल योर डिजायर्स विल बी फुलफिल्ड इट्स पर्पोज इज क्लियर दैट वाज द पर्पोज ऑफ भक्ति दान सरस्वती ठाकुर सो दिस इज द मंत्रा ऑल्दो इट इज अ गायत्री मंत्र फॉर अस वन ऑफ द गायत्री मंत्रास फॉर ब्रह्मा दिस इज द मंत्रा दैट ही चांट्स ऑन द बीड्स ऑन ऑन हिज जपा इज एक्चुअली दिस मंत्रा he chants this mantra um, in that in that satyaloka planet everybody chants this mantra this 18 syllable mantra that we otherwise chant as gayatri mantra on this planet we chant the hare krishna maha mantra there there they chant this mantra klim krishnaya govindaya gopijana vallabhaya swaha so this is also described as shatkonam um let me see if i can find it mm let's see ah uh, 53 you see karnikaram mahadyantram shatkonam vajrakilakam shadanga shatpadi sthanam prakritya purushena cha premananda mahananda rasena avasthitam hiyat jyoti rupena manuna kama bijena sangatam kama bijena sangatam shatkonam means six uh, hexagonal you know all the yantra is you know yantras the, the plate you know where the engraved you know is different like shri yantra you know so those yantras 
they have these hexagonal structures and all that some have octagonal structures different you know like that so this is shatkona yantra and on that yantra this mantra is arranged for those of you who do not understand even i partially only understand i don't understand much of these yantras how they are actually constructed how the mantra which part of the mantra goes where and all that but anyway um that yantra so this mantra can be actually any mantra can be represented by yantra and that is on the plate you know that's why some if you go to hindu houses they sometimes have this lakshmi yantra or shri yantra or you know um different different yantras are there like that so this shatkona yantra is explained here kama bija mantra hmm? as much as we understand just let's read okay <laughs> because we will not understand everything just take it for granted the wall of the transcendental lotus so the goloka planet is actually shaped in the form of a lotus okay the wall that means the center of that lotus the wall of that transcendental lotus is the realm wherein dwells krishna it is a hexagonal figure the abode of the indwelling predominated and the predominating aspect of the absolute so predominated are we and the predominating aspect is krishna so we are all predominated he is the predominator right like a diamond the central supporting figure of self self luminous krishna stands as the transcendental source of all potencies the holy name consisting of 18 transcendental letters is manifested in a hexagonal figure with six fold divisions you see here in the purport this is actually also very instructive but you know you see here you can read it at your own time because this will go very very intricate very specific and you you can actually read brahma samhita maybe we can do a series on brahma samhita one day not one day <laughs> it will take many days but um, yeah we will do one series of brahma samhita also because this is so highly elevated scripture so here you see how he the hexagonal great transcendental machinery is in this wise so the principal seed that is claim is situated in the instrument as a central pivot anybody with an impression of such an instrument in his mind and concentrating his thought on such spiritual entities can attain like like chandra dhvaja to the knowledge of the cognitive principle so the six aspects you see as for the as for example claim krishnaya govindaya gopijana vallabhaya swaha this is a hexagonal mantra consisting of six transcendental words viz 1 krishnaya 2 govindaya 3 gopijana 4 vallabhaya 5 swa 6 ha these six transcendental words when placed juxtapositionally indicate the mantra don't ask me what it all means because i am almost as clueless as you are so anyway this is how the yantras if we know something about yantras if i knew about yantra how to prepare all those yantras i would have known something more of what he is talking about but at this point i don't know much and the clean stands at the center of the and other whole hexagonal figure anyway <laughs> just to give you an aspect that this this whole sambandha abhideya and prayojana is not some concocted thing of the chaitanya sampradaya but it's a very very old brahma 
ours is Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya and therefore true to what was taught to Lord Brahma we carry that still and especially emphasized in the Gaudiya Vaishnava line especially under Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers and if we actually read the purport we will get a lot of insight but you know it also requires a lot of explanation and because there are other aspects to cover of this mantra now we have understood sambandha abhidhaya prayojana they also relate to the different roles of particular roles of the spiritual master so i want to go into that so let's go there and see if we can come back to this hmm? anyway you get an idea now okay mind you in one session all these things are very hard to grasp so you do your own study and maybe one day we will do we will start brahma samhita series also when i get more time maybe we will include a brahma samhita day in the week you know like that <coughs> um let's see now going back second we'll go back to that cc i lost track 119 okay here we are back mm. so you see <coughs> <coughs> madan mohan is he who charms cupid the god of love govinda is he who pleases the senses and the cows and gopijana vallabha is the transcendental lover of the gopis krishna himself is called madan mohan govind gopijana vallabha and countless other names as it plays in this different pastimes with his devotees <clears throat> the three deities madan mohan govinda and gopijana vallabha have very specific qualities <coughs> i actually don't have a bad throat but just that <coughs> so you see have very specific qualities what are they worship of madan mohan is on the platform of re-establishing our forgotten relationship with the personality of godhead in the material world we are presently in utter ignorance of our eternal relationship with the supreme lord pango means pango refers to one who cannot move independently by his own strength or lame somebody who needs a crutches or somebody who needs help me he is not you know pangum langayate girim so even the lame can cross the mountains so <coughs> by the mercy of the guru and you know krishna pango means refers to one who cannot move independently by his own strength and mandamate is one who is less intelligent because he is too absorbed in materialistic activities so those who are mandamata <coughs> mandamati so they are all i mean we are all <laughs> we are all the mandamata we are engaged in materialistic activities and that is because of our less intelligence even krishna also said in the bhagavad gita hmm, what is that kama stasthe hrutagnana prapadyante anya devata okay not that ye um, what is that antavattu phalam tesham itad bhavati alpamedhasam 
so those who are less intelligent they want material desires and therefore they surrender to different demigods to get those materialistic desires so anybody who is after materialistic desires he is less intelligent he is mandamati so jayatam suratau pangor mama mandamater gati mat sarvasva padam bhojau radha madan mohan oh so this is the explanation for that mantra <coughs> <coughs> and mandamate is one who is less intelligent because he is too absorbed in materialistic activities it is best for such persons not to aspire for success in fruitive activities or mental speculation but instead simply to surrender to the supreme personality of godhead so we should not we all want happiness even though we may be mandamati but we should not run after materialistic desires or even liberation because that is also a desire bhukti mukti siddhi kami sakali ashanta krishna bhakta nishkam ataiva shanta so bhukti mukti siddhi kami bhukti means sense gratification mukti means liberation siddhi means uh, mystic perfections of yoga so the the karmis gyanis and yogis they want something out of their practice kami they want to gain something from that so they want some profit from that so that's why they are all classified as kami bhukti mukti siddhi kami sakali ashanta ashanta they are not peaceful you can only be peaceful when you are you have everything all your desires fulfilled as long as you have akanksha <coughs> or desire and you have shocha or lamentation na shochati na kankshati prasannatma brahmabhuta so when one is in transcendental situation then he is happy completely satisfied suprasiddhati and therefore he doesn't have desires that he wants to fulfill when we have a desire that means we already are acknowledging a lack of something and we want to gain that something in order to make ourselves complete so we feel incomplete and therefore we have a desire so <clears throat> that is being um, addressed here and that is called mandamati less intelligent uh, so we are trying to get our uh, desires fulfilled by being attracted to madana but krishna is offering us ichha pidhanam nijapada pallavam all our desires will be fulfilled at the feet of the supreme lord material and spiritual that's why it is said akama sarvakamo va moksha kama udaradhi tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusha param shrimad bhagavatam 2 3 10 a person who has broader intelligence this is a person who is not a mandamati who is not a alpamedhasa who is sumedhasa yajantihi सुमेधस कृष्णवर्णम तुषाकृष्णम सांगोपांगास्त्र पार्षदम यज्ञ संकीर्तन प्रायर यजंति सुमेधस मीन्स हू हेज गुड ब्रेन सब्सटेंस अ पर्सन हू हेज ब्रॉडर इंटेलिजेंस वेदर ही बी फुल ऑफ ऑल मेटीरियल डिजायर विदाउट एनी मेटीरियल डिजायर और डिजायरिंग लिबरेशन मस्ट बाय ऑल मीन्स वर्शिप द सुप्रीम होल द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड राइट so this is what we should do whether we have material or spiritual desire or no desire 
<coughs> it is best for such persons okay Mandamate is one who is less intelligent because he is too absorbed in materialistic activities. It is best for such persons not to aspire for success in fruitive activities or mental speculation, but, but instead simply to surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The perfection of life is simply to surrender to the Supreme. In the beginning of our spiritual life, we must therefore worship Madan Mohan so that he may attract us and nullify our attachment for material sense gratification this is called rasavarjam rasopyasya <laughs> we have to get out of the attachment for material life but it is not possible unless we have a much superior attraction madana is attracting us now so we want much more powerful attraction madan mohan kandarpa koti kamaniya visheshishobham that is also explained in the brahma samhita for those of you who do not know many of you might know but here you see Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya Vishesha Shobham. His unique loveliness is attracting millions and millions of cupids. Venum Kvanantam Aravinda Dalayataksham Barhavatam Samashita Asitam Buddha Sundarangam Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya Vishesha Shobham Govinda Madi Purusham. So you see, I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, who is adept at adept in playing on his flute, with blooming eyes like lotus petals, with head decked with peacock's feather, with the figure of beauty tinged with the hue of blue clouds, and his unique loveliness charming millions of cupids. This is the higher taste. So this higher taste is spoken of in the Bhagavad Gita, as you know. We have quoted this many, many times. Chapter 2, text 59. Vishayavini vartante niraharasya dehinaha rasavarjam rasopyasya paramdrishtva nivartate. This is effected by Madhan Mohan. Madhan Mohan. See? The embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment, though the taste for sense objects remains. But seizing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste, he is fixed in consciousness. This is Madan and Madan Mohan. So, a higher taste, when we say a higher taste, it suggests like oh, a little higher. No. 10 million times higher. Kandarpa Kotikamaniya. Here it is only Kandarpa. That higher taste means higher by that margin. Higher, this is also higher, that is also higher, that is also higher. But how higher? Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya. That kind of irresistible taste is offered by Madan Mohan, Krishna as Madan Mohan. And when, if we only spend some time trying to understand Krishna and our relationship with him and how he is so... Um, attractive if we understand more and more about him the more and more he becomes attractive to us the more we hear about Krishna the more we don't want to stop hearing about Krishna do you agree if yes please put it in the comments <laughs> so the more we the more we know about Krishna the more we understand that we the more we don't know about Krishna that's another feature of Krishna 
you see? <clears throat> that's the the more we know about Krishna, the more we understand our lack of knowledge about Krishna. That's why the pure devotee, he thinks he has absolutely no knowledge about Krishna, no devotion to Krishna. That is the nature of pure devotion. That is the nature of pure knowledge. Like some of you have expressed to me over private message also that you know the more you are hearing these live streams and we are discussing these topics in depth you know two hours at a stretch three hours at a stretch of course <laughs> maybe for some it is um, troublesome um, yeah so now the trouble has uh, reduced a bit because it's spaced out a, a few days uh, so that you can actually catch up <laughs> otherwise it was too intense for some <laughs> so um, the more you have been hearing and the more we are discussing Prabhupada's books like this, the more we are relishing and the more we are understanding that actually we thought we knew about Krishna something, but with each session we are just understanding that we, I actually do not know anything and anything and absolutely nothing about Krishna. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Brahma himself said like this. What is, what is that verse? Okay. Let's take out this beautiful verse by Lord Brahma. He's speaking with four heads. And he said this. Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 10, Chapter 14, Text 38. Jananta eva janantu Kimbahuktyaname prabho Manaso Vapusho vacho vaibhavam tavagocharaha. There are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let me think let them think that way. As far as I am concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. Oh my Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond the reach of my mind, body and words. <laughs> Lord Brahma, with his four heads, four brains, not the size of ours, millions and billions and trillions of times bigger than ours, with four such brains, who has engineered the universe, is speaking this. Where do we stand? Where do we stand in this whole picture? How insignificant we are. If Brahma had said, now he's saying very humbly that others may say, who are the others? Everybody is inferior to Brahma there. Brahma is the supreme most uh, individual in this universe. And when he says, let others, there are people who say, who are the people? Who are, who are these people? Huh? All are lesser than Brahma. <laughs> Brahma, no comment. I don't want to comment. No like, no comment. But I have my own post. You know, like Facebook, you know. He's saying, as far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond the reach of my mind, body and words. If they want to think that they know everything about Krishna, let them think that way. That's why, when Krishna said, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, text 9, Janma karma chame divyam evam yo vetti tattvataha. 
त्यक्वादेहम पुनर्जन्म one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities one who knows does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode of arjuna so if somebody says ah i know everything about krishna i know well tatvataha in truth in reality in depth so anyway he cannot be known he cannot be known by himself forget about us forget about brahma forget about everybody else even he himself does not know himself that verse is also there maybe somebody can help me put in the comments we will visit that verse in the comments right later on at the end um so this is what it means to understand krishna as much as he has revealed we must absorb ourselves in these descriptions and discuss this among devotees that's why we are having these sessions it's not that i'm a very knowledgeable person you know giving the krishna gyan no nothing we are discussing what is there in the prabhupada's books and contemplating and reflecting on these statements in the scripture only here hmm. so so in the beginning of our spiritual life we must therefore worship madan mohan so that he may attract us and nullify our attachment for material sense gratification this relationship with madan mohan is necessary for neophyte devotees when one wishes to render service to the lord with strong attachment one worships govinda on the platform of transcendental service so <clears throat> So what is a strong attachment aasakti aasakti strong attachment means aasakti aadav shraddha tato sadhu sanga you, by my, by now you must already have these words in memory we have visited these verses so many times right we will go again please try to remember these very important verses all right rupa goswami has said in the in the purport of the chapter 4 text 10 of um, Bhagavad Gita these verses from um Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu are quoted here you see according to Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1.4.15 and 16 the signs of devotional service is explained as follows Aadau shraddha tatah sadhu sangotha bhajana kriya tato narthan nivritti hisyat tato nishtha ruchistatah athasaktis atha asakti here is where this is called strong attachment asakti maya sakta mana partha athasaktis tato bhavas tatah prema abhyudanchati sadhakanam ayam premnah pradurbhave bhavet kramah in the beginning one must have a preliminary desire for self self realization this will bring one to the stage of trying to associate with persons who are spiritually elevated in the next stage one becomes initiated by an elevated spiritual master and under his instruction okay until the point of initiation in the beginning there is a preliminary desire for self realization shraddha then sadhu sangam here is where the madan mohan principle happens so the the madan mohan by the influence of madan mohan one is introduced that's how he gets shraddha he gets the faith okay actually my attraction should be to krishna so let me actually associate with devotees and then when initiated 
that initiation actually we will learn now that initiating spiritual master is the representative of madan mohan vigraha <clears throat> and the instructing spiritual master is the um, uh, representative of govind dev vigraha so we will learn all that now so that is the next aspect we are trying to understand so that initiation that until initiation is the madan mohan now the relationship is established yes now i am your disciple that means i want to i am serious about this process that is initiation i am serious about serving krishna now i have understood that you know i am a servant of krishna now karishya vachanam tava now abhideya starts just like when when arjuna said karishya vachanam tava then the war started all right get ready for battle so there is abhideya he engaged in devotional service until then he was not engaging because his knowledge his sambandha was not concrete once that sambandha becomes concrete automatically service will come because yes voluntarily in fact krishna himself said yathechhasi tathakuru he gave the independence to arjuna you do whatever you please now i have explained to you everything if you listen to me what happens if you don't listen to me what happens everything i have told and what you need to listen to also i have told now arjuna yathechhasi tathakuru in the 18th chapter 63rd verse let's see this see the last line yathechhasi tathakuru thus i have explained to you knowledge still more confidential deliberate on this fully and then do what you wish to do he gave the independence to arjuna but arjuna having understood the sambandha principle concretely now he said karishya vachanam tava now i will do whatever you say so when he does that functional aspect that is governed by govinda dev ji so that is explained here oh okay so in the next stage one becomes initiated by an elevated spiritual master and under his instruction the neophyte devotee begins the process of devotional service that performance performance of service the function of performing service is abhideya principle by execution of devotional service under the guidance of spiritual master one becomes free from all material attachment still the madan mohan principle is acting and our attachment is switching from madana to madan mohan so while it that is happening so the the anartha nivritti that is what happening all the dirty things in the dirty thing means our attachment to madana sex life and all other forms of sense gratification so that is being nullified and the pure desire of the soul which is to serve krishna that is being manifested <clears throat> so um, where are we by execution of devotional service under the guidance of spiritual master one becomes free from all material attachment attains steadiness in self realization his sambandha gyan is becoming more and more solid you you see as the service has started then the sambandha also becomes strengthened just by waiting for the sambandha to strengthen no one has to actually act in service also see um tadviddhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya उपदेक्षते ज्ञान प्रणिपातेन परीप्रश्न सेवया थ्री आस्पेक्ट्स मस्ट बी देर ऑफ द डिसपल सो हि मस्ट फर्स्ट प्रणिपात 
and he must surrender to the spiritual master that is initiation then pariprashnena inquire confidentially so inquiry means again if something is not clear then you will inquire right if something is clear there is no need of inquiry so that means the sambandha uh, is not clear something okay questioning and then pariprashnena pariprashnena sevaya one must serve the spiritual master and by serving the spiritual master one is satisfying krishna yasya prasadat bhagavat prasadu in that way the service to krishna is channeled through the spiritual master so service and um, submissive inquiries and surrender should be simultaneously done <coughs> and as one does that all the anartha nivritti becomes sidelined and completely out of the window then the sambandha is very strongly fixed up and the abhideya is also strong that is called nishtha then ruchi then one begins to have that uh, taste for devotional service and asakti spontaneous attachment strong attachment and when one wants to perform devotional service at this level then one has to worship the radha govind vigraha with that mantra right of course we want all three right all three we want yes so anyway but these are the stages you see so um one becomes free from all material attachment attains steadiness in self realization acquires a taste for hearing about the absolute personality of god shri krishna this taste leads one further forward to attachment for krishna consciousness in which which is matured in bhava which is intense attachment or the preliminary stage of transcendental love of god real love of god is called prema the highest perfectional stage of life prayojana prema pumartho mahan श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभोर्मतमिदम सो पंचम पुषार्थ द फिफ्थ गोल ऑफ ह्यूमन लाइफ एंड विच इज द हाइएस्ट एंड दैट गोल इज प्रयोजन इज लव ऑफ गॉड हेड एंड दैट इज प्रिसाइडेड ओवर बाय गोपी जनवल्लभ और गोपीनाथ डेटी सो गोइंग बैक <clears throat> when one wishes to render service to the lord with strong attachment one worships govinda on the platform of transcendental service govinda is the reservoir of all pleasures you know this word the reservoir of all pleasure this is actually prabhupada shri prabhupada used this phrase many many times reservoir of pleasure there's a book also like that reservoir of pleasure but actually just today i found out there is actually translation of a verse a line of a verse that is in brahma samhita let's see uh, it is called no it is i think from brahma samhita wait mm let's see um i'm just trying to remember that verse
okay just bear with me hmm looks like it's not here it's strange maybe it's called something murtim murtim um i think it's the first verse of bhakti rasamrita sindhu just just bear with me for a second here maybe somebody can you know murti param no murti maybe murti ah the embodiment of all pleasure I just saw today. I, I forgot where I saw. Anyway, let's get back to the topic. Maybe if, if you can find, please put it in the comments. I'll be very much thankful. Okay, this relationship. Oh, we have already read this. Govinda is the reservoir of all pleasures. When the when by the grace of Krishna and the devotees one reaches perfection in devotional service, he can appreciate Krishna as. Gopijana Vallabha, the pleasure deity of the damsels of Vraja. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained this mode of devotional service in three stages, and therefore, three the sorry, therefore these worshipable deities were installed in Vrindavan by different Goswamis. They are very dear to the Gaudiya Vaishnavas there, who visit the temples at least once a day. So there are seven principal temples. <coughs> I think yeah, Prabhupada explains here. So anybody who goes to Vrindavan, usually they go to Banki Bihari Temple. But actually, one must go to these seven prominent temples. You know why people go to Banki Bihari? They just, you know, put some money there, and then they want some material benefits. Material. So they worship him as if he is like a demigod only, basically. Just like people go to Tirupati in South India, they go to Tirupati to get all their materialistic desires fulfilled. So this is not the actual real reason one should go to the pilgrimage and the temple of the Lord. So the real thing is to get devotion, and we will get devotion in the footsteps of great acharyas, devotees, especially the six Goswamis who are the direct disciples of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> so they have established established uh, temples, and there are seven principal temples, and one must visit, must visit these temples when one goes to Vrindavan. One should not miss. <coughs> they are very dear. Uh, to the Gaudiya Vaishnavas there who visit the, the temples at least once a day. Besides the temples of these three deities, many other temples have been established in Vrindavan, such as the temple of Radha Damodar of Jiva Goswami, the temple of Shamsundar of Shamananda Goswami, the temple of Gokulananda of Lokanath Goswami, and the temple of Radha Raman of Gopal Bhatta Goswami. There are seven principal temples over 400 years old that are the most important of the 5,000 temples now existing in Vrindavan. And when he says 5,000, that is at in 1970s and now there are even more, maybe 7,000 or more even, or even more, I mean 8,000, maybe 10,000, I don't know. 
So, but these are the main temples, seven principal temples one must go. And of course, we must also go to our Prabhupada's um, <laughs> because without Prabhupada, we can't even know who, what is the tem seven temples, what are the three deities, what are the significance of the deities, nothing we would have known. Hmm? So, basically, our temple is, yes, Krishna Balaram Mandir, that we have to go, and all these seven Goswami temples. <clears throat> In fact, honestly, until now, I haven't taken the darshan of Banki Bihariji. Until now. Somehow, the time did not permit. Um, we were always busy when we were going on that pilgrimage. I haven't even once stepped into the Banki Bihari temple. Um, it's not that we are against the deity or something. <laughs> of course not. But just that, the most important are these seven Goswami temples. Okay. Um, Gaudiya indicates the part of India. Okay, here he goes to the description of Gaudiya and very geographic description. Now we will come back to this. Okay. Now I want to show you something else. There is actually this is a this is a whole different not digression but different part of this whole explanation you know so we will uh, we will skip this part first i want to go to something which is hmm here This is verse number 47 of the first chapter of Chaitanya, Chaitanya Charitamrita Adalila. Here it is said, one should know the instructing spiritual master to be the personality of Krishna. Lord Krishna manifests himself as a super soul and as the greatest devotee of the Lord. So, as Chaitya Guru and the spiritual master. Now, <clears throat> Bengali we see, Shiksha Guru Keta Jani Krishner Swarup Antaryami Bhakta Shreshtha Eidui Rup. Bhakta Shreshtha hmm. means Uttama Adhikari. Now, purport. Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami states that the instructing spiritual master is a bona fide representative of Sri Krishna. Sri Krishna himself teaches us as the instructing spiritual master from within and without. From within, he teaches as Paramatma, our constant companion, and from without, he teaches from the Bhagavad Gita as the instructing spiritual master. These are two kinds of instructing spiritual masters. One is the liberated person fully absorbed in meditation and devotional service, and the other is he who invokes the disciples' spiritual consciousness by means of relevant instructions. Thus, the instructions in the science of devotion are differentiated in terms of the objective and subjective ways of understanding. So, objective is Krishna, Vishaya, and we are Ashraya, um, or, or trying to uh, understand. We are the subjective. We are the ones who are, you know, rising in these platforms of devotional life. But the objective is Krishna. <coughs> and objective also is uh, also means the Sambandha and subjective is the Abhidheya. So anyway, the Acharya in, in the true sense of the term who is authorized to deliver Krishna, 
who is authorized to deliver Krishna enriches, that means he has to be authorized, huh? point to be noted. The Acharya in the true sense of the term, who is authorized to deliver Krishna, enriches the disciple with full spiritual knowledge, Sambandha, and thus awakens him to the activities of devotional service, Abhideya. When by learning from the self-realized spiritual master, one actually engages himself in the service of Lord Vishnu, functional devotional service begins. The procedures of this devotional service are known as Abhideya. What we should do, what we should not do, what all, what all the rules to be followed, all these things. These are all aspects of service. So they are all classified among, uh, classified under Abhideya. Or actions one is duty bound to perform. Our only shelter is the Supreme Lord and one who teaches how to approach Krishna is the functioning form of the personality of Godhead. There is no difference between the shelter giving Supreme Lord and the initiating and instructing spiritual masters. If one foolishly discriminates between them, he commits an offence in the discharge of devotional service. Srila Sanatan Goswami is the ideal spiritual master for he delivers one the shelter of the lotus feet of Madan Mohan. Even though one may be unable to travel on the field of Vrindavan due to forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he can get an adequate opportunity to stay in Vrindavan and derive all spiritual benefits by the mercy of Sanatan Goswami. So, <laughs> that is the initiating spiritual master. Shri Govindaji acts exactly like the Shiksha Guru, instructing spiritual master. So, the Madan Mohan is initiating spiritual master who initiates our spiritual life by giving us the transcendental knowledge. So, that is the start of our spiritual life. Divyam Jnanam Yatodadhyat Kuryat Papasya Sankshayam Tathadikshayati Saprokta Deshikais Tattva Kovidai So, the definition of Diksha means Divyam Jnanam Yatodadhyat This Divyam Jnanam is transcendental knowledge. This is Sambandha Jnanam. So, to establish that uh, relationship with the Lord, that knowledge is given by Madan Mohan and therefore the initiating spiritual master is representative of Madan Mohan Vigraha and the instructing spiritual master is representative of Govinda Dev Vigraha. Now, the same spiritual master can do both the roles also. Like Prabhupada, he gave us transcendental knowledge, he also showed us, he trained his disciples personally and he set up systems like temples and organization, the GBC, everything, so that the Abhidheyam can be carried out, you know. So, both ways, he performed both roles of instructing and initiating spiritual master, Diksha and Shiksha Gurus, um, the principal. And of course, those who teach Srila Prabhupada's instructions as they are, without adulteration, they are also Shiksha Guru. Of course, if he does not repeat what Prabhupada says, then that is not a Shiksha Guru, he is a rascal, according to Prabhupada's own words. But if he repeats what Krishna, uh, the spiritual master, the initiating spiritual master says, then he is also Shiksha Guru. And he may not be fully self-realized yet, but he is following in the footsteps of the fully self-realized spiritual master. So anyway, so the Madan Mohan Vigraha is the um, representation of the initiating spiritual master. Or the, the other way around. The initiating spiritual master is representative of Mahan, Madan Mohan. And Sanatan Goswami established the Radha Madan Mohan temple. The Madan Mohanji temple in Vrindavan was established by Sanatan Goswami. And therefore, here it is said, Srila Sanatan Goswami is the ideal spiritual master for he delivers one the shelter of the lotus feet of Madan Mohan. And therefore, he is the, in, in fact, 
his own book sanatan goswami wrote a book called hari bhakti vilas which initiates the devotees into the principles the philosophy and the practice the, the everything about devotional service so is ideal spiritual master <clears throat> that's why vandeham shri guru shri yuta padakamalam shri gurun vaishnavamscha shri rupam sa agrajatam sahagana raghunathanvitam tam sajeevam so shri rupam sagrajatam what is that shri rupam that means shri rupa goswami and sa agrajatam along with his elder brother agrajam means elder brother that means sanatan goswami sanatan name is not there in that mantra but shri rupam sagrajatam sahagana raghunatha anvitam tam sajeevam anvitam means i think dual yeah uh, <coughs> raghunath bhatt and raghunath das so and jeeva goswami so that is the meaning of that mangalacharan mantra so shri govind ji now shri govind ji who is now by the way um established by rupa goswami who was established by rupa goswami like 400 years back 400 something 450 or more years back but during the mughal invasion of india those uh, govind dev ji deity was taken to jaipur and now if you go to jaipur govind dev ji is there and he is blessing the devotees there in jaipur so gaudiya vaishnavas also visit jaipur and even madan mohan madan mohan if you go to madan mohan temple in vrindavan you you will see a madan mohan deity there but those that deity is not the original deity established by sanatan goswami where is the original deity he is in karoli which is another town in in rajasthan so gaudiya vaishnavas they travel to all these places to see the original deities of the goswamis so usually when we organize trips also i think recently not but previously we organized trips vrindavan mathura and then we used to go to jaipur karoli and nadwara which is in also rajasthan and then dwarka and you know like that the, that whole north and northwest we used to cover in one in one pilgrimage in, in 10 days we used to cover all this <coughs> so anyway shri govind ji acts like exactly like the shiksha guru instructing spiritual master by teaching arjuna the bhagavad gita see he is the original preceptor for he gives us instructions and an opportunity to serve him see that so he gives us an opportunity to serve him he gives us instructions and an opportunity to serve him so basically he does both the you know madan mohan feature and govind ji govind dev ji feature or the sambandha feature and abhideya feature also and prayojan also so these roles are found interweaving one another uh, in the in the roles of the spiritual master and of krishna also <coughs> he is the original preceptor the jagat guru <coughs> the original spiritual master of everyone for he gives instructions and an opportunity to serve him the initiating spiritual master is a personal manifestation of shri madan mohan vigraha whereas the instructing spiritual master is a personal representative of shri govind dev vigraha both of these deities are worshiped at vrindavan shri gopinath is the ultimate attraction in spiritual realization so this is another aspect of these three deities so this is the deep significance of the three deities 
and if we actually study that kama gayatri mantra which is in the brahma samhita i don't know which we have time for uh, <clears throat> i mean maybe we can take a reading actually there is another part of that 19th you know purport there which is basically explaining the geography all right we will do one thing we will go to just read all right because if i start explaining it will maybe another brahma samhita series that time we can do a full explanation but just because this is the topic we will just read the whole purport it will be very difficult to understand i am telling you the english is also very high level english um and the philosophy is also very deep but we will just try to oh not this one this we read what was the one we just ah the, the 53 sorry Five three of Brahma Samhita. There it is stated here. You see, we'll read the translation and the purport. Okay, just to boggle our minds a little. Just just when we <laughs> thought that you know we understood something, let's just uh, throw that idea away and you know. just boggle our boggle our own minds with this with this description but this is this is how deep krishna's knowledge is <clears throat> okay let's read the verse karnikaram mahadyantram shatkonam vajrakilakam shadanga shatpadi sthanam prakritya purushena cha premanandam mahananda rasena avasthitam hi yat jyoti rupena manuna kama bijena sangatam the wall of the transcendental lotus what is a transcendental lotus so this is the if you go to the okay ishvara parama krishna is the first you know verse of brahma samhita ishvara parama krishna sachidanand vigraha anadiradir govinda sarva karana karanam krishna who is known as govinda is the supreme godhead he has an eternal blissful spiritual body he is the origin of all he has no other origin and he is the prime cause of all causes next sahasrapatra kamalam गोकुलाख्यम महत्पदम तत्कर्णिकारम तद्धाम तदन तदनंतांशसंभवम दिस इज द सेकंड वर्स ऑफ ब्रह्म संहिता मेनी मेनी प्रिवोटीज एक्चुअली थिंक द सेकंड वर्स ऑफ ब्रह्म संहिता इज व्हाट इज द चिंतामणि प्रकर सद्म सो दैट इज 29th वर्स ऑफ ब्रह्म संहिता वी आर ओनली चैंटिंग दैट बिकॉज़ दैट होल सीरीज इज गोविंद महादेवपुरुषम तमहं भजामि लास्ट लाइन बट बिफोर दैट फर्स्ट एंड 29th देयर आर 27 मंत्रस वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट philosophically very very deep also so here the description of the golok dham is mentioned sahasrapatra kamalam gokulakhyam mahatpadam tatkarnikaram taddhama tadanantam shasambhavam the spiritual place of transcendental pastimes of krishna is portrayed in the second verse the super excellent station of krishna bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur calls it a station the super the super excellent station of krishna which is known as Gokula has thousands of petals and a corolla like that of a lotus sprouted from a part of his infinitary aspect the wall of the leaves being the actual abode of krishna if your mind is already boggled so be it i mean we were just we are just moving on we, we can't explain this i mean we can but it will take a lot of time not at this point but just try to understand that the gokul dham is like a thousand petal lotus now in that 
the wall karnikaram karnikaram is the wall karnikaram mahadyantram shatkonam vajrakilakam shadanga shatpadi sthanam prakritya purushena cha premananda mahananda rasane rasena avasthitam hiyat jyoti rupena manuna kamabijena sangatam the wall of the transcendental lotus is the realm wherein dwells krishna it is a hexagonal figure the abode of the indwelling predominated and the predominating aspect of the absolute like a diamond the central supporting figure of self luminous krishna stands as the transcendental source of all potencies the holy name consisting of the 18 transcendental letters is manifested in a hexagonal figure with six fold divisions mind boggling right purport the transcendental pastimes of krishna are twofold viz manifested and non manifested <clears throat> the pastimes in vrindavan visible to mortal eyes are the manifestive leela of shri krishna and that which is not so visible is non manifestive leela of krishna the non manifestive leela is always visible in goloka and the same is visible to human eyes in gokula if krishna so desires so gokula and goloka goloka is the topmost planet in the spiritual sky gokula is the gokul in the vrindavan that is in this material world so it is actually the gokul in this world is the self same reflection of the goloka in the spiritual world there is no difference actually but here it is confined within 84 square miles district but actually inside that is unlimited area which we can't understand with our mortal eyes but that is actual nature of gokul vrindavan it is a exact replica of goloka vrindavan but it can only be perceived by those who are pure kabehama bojhabo shri herabo shri vrindavan is who narutumdas thakur is um, singing the song rupa raghunath pade hoibe akuti kabehama bujhabo shri jugala priti and he also says kabehama kabehama herabo shri vrindavan mora ei abhilash vilas kunja diyovas mora ei abhilash vilas kunja diyovas oh how come i forget the next line mm. um what is that line maybe some of you already remembered <laughs> it just i don't know it just went out of my memory every day we sing the tulsi aarti song <laughs> uh when it's in the order <laughs> easy to remember just like that sometimes it just you know gets out of the memory um askundadi yavas ah krishna <laughs> so frustrating okay anyway maybe we put in the comments we will we'll see in the comments so basically um when will i see the real vrindavan that is the prayer of these devotees why do they say that because you can actually go to the station as as bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur called it krishna station it's like as if it's a railway station um so you can go to this station of gokula there's a railway station there also you can go i mean why do they say that oh 
when can i see the actual vrindavan so actually even when we go there we don't really see the real nature of vrindavan hmm. so anyway the past times and this is what happens if i start explaining it will never end so we will just read okay i i lose control over myself actually sometimes <laughs> bear with me hmm the past times in vrindavan visible to mortal eyes are the manifestive leela of shri krishna and that which is not so visible in goloka and the same is sorry and that which is not so visible is non manifestive leela of krishna the non manifestive leela is always visible in goloka and the same is visible to human eyes in gokula if krishna so desires in his krishna sandarbha shri jiva goswami prabhu says non manifestive pastimes are expressed in manifestive krishna leela and goloka leela is the non manifestive pastimes of krishna visualized from the mundane plane i will not go in, i'm i'm just controlling myself from explaining all these things as much as i can understand it's not that i understand everything here but still we will just read on <laughs> This is also corroborated by Shri Rupa in his Bhagavatamrita. The progressive transcendental manifestation of Gokula is Goloka. So Goloka is the self-same majestic manifestation of Gokula. The eternal pastimes of Shri Krishna although not visible in Gokula are eternally manifested in Goloka. Gokula is the transcendental majestic manifest sorry Goloka is the transcendental majestic manifestation of Gokula. The manifestations of the non-manifestive pastimes of Krishna with regard to the conditioned souls are twofold. Viz, one, worship through the cha- channel of the mantras, inaudibly recited, liberating, self-dedicatory transcendental sounds, which are called Gayatri mantras, basically, inaudibly recited. That is Gayatri mantras. <clears throat> so basically, the manifestations of the non-manifestive pastimes. If this is boggling your mind, just bear with it. try to understand as much as you can i can explain but you know i don't want to do that mm, at this point so the manifestations of the non manifestive pastimes of krishna with regard to the conditioned souls are twofold viz one worship through the channel of the mantras inaudibly reci- recited liberating self dedicatory transcendental sounds and two spontaneous outflow of hearts spiritual love for krishna and this also has lot of intricacies even these two shri jeeva goswami has said that worship through the mantra is possible permanently in the proper place when confined to one pastime this meditative manifestation of goloka is the pastime attended with the worship of krishna through the mantra so these gayatri mantras they are meditations on one particular pastime or one particular leela of krishna so those who those devotees i'm i'm again i'm not able to resist myself from explaining i'll just a brief brief very brief explanation i will give so when one is um has attained a state where he is he has understood his eternal relationship with krishna in the spiritual world then he cultivates that particular because suppose for example if he is a gopi his mood is in one particular way 
if he's a coward boy his mood is in one particular way so in this way um that in that mood the leela that he wants to meditate on or for hanuman is he has one particular mood so when he wants to meditate on that particular pastime and that particular mood then there is a specific gayatri mantra for that particular deity in that particular form in that particular pastime like the kama gayatri mantra there are two kama gayatri mantras okay i will not say the other one but they are referring to the krishna's leelas with the gopis the ras leela especially the last one hmm. so um i mean those who are brahmin initiated will understand what i'm talking about because they are they know the gayatri mantras so um we chant that gayatri mantra because in that there is flavor all the flavors of every other rasa are already there so even if one is not a gopi in the spiritual world even if he is something else that is also fulfilled in this in this mantra because just as we know the different tastes of or rasas of spiritual relationships with krishna shanta dasya sakya vatsalya and madhurya progressively as we go uh, one by one the tastes of the previous rasa is already there just like the example is given by the acharyas as the five elements panchabhuta kham in the in the sound i mean in the ether there is sound in the air there is sound and uh, touch and then in the fire there is sound touch and form and then water there is sound touch form and taste and in the earth there is sound touch form taste and smell so in that way like earth has smell you know touch form taste sound everything so this like that the the conjugal relationships uh, relationship has all the tastes of the of the other other relationships and it has more also so anyway i don't know if you have understood it so um this meditative manifestation of goloka is the pastime attended with the worship of krishna through the mantra again the pastimes that are performed in different planes and in different moods are autocratic in diverse ways hence swarasiki that is spontaneous outflow of heart's spiritual love for krishna this is the second aspect one is by the mantras one is by the heart's outpouring yeah. <clears throat> this shloka conveys conveys a twofold meaning one meaning is that in the past time attended with worship through the mantra consisting of 18 transcendental letters transcendental words contained in the said mantra being differently placed make a manifestation of only one leela of shri krishna as for example claim krishnaya govindaya gopijana vallabhaya swaha this is a hexagonal mantra consisting of six transcendental words with one krishnaya two govindaya three gopijana uh, four vallabhaya five swa and six ha and actually if we really want to go into these each of these words can be described in great lengths again you know acharyas can explain like that so these six transcendental words when placed juxtapositionally indicate the mantra the hexagonal great transcendental machinery is in this wise the principal seed that is claim is situated in the instrument as the central pivot i don't understand actually but we'll just read on 
anybody with an impression of such an instrument in his mind and concentrating his thought on such spiritual entities can attain like Chandradhvaja. Who is Chandradhvaja? I don't know. One who has a flag of a moon? Who has? I don't know. So, <clears throat> anybody with an impression of such an instrument in his mind, this is the Yantra. Basically, he's meditating on the hexagonal Yantra. And concentrating his thought on such spiritual entities can attain, like Chandradhvaja, to the knowledge of the cognitive principle or the spiritual principle. Cognitive means full knowledge. Sat Chit Ananda. Chit means full knowledge. That is the cognitive principle. Sat means the eternality principle. And Ananda means the bliss, the principle of bliss. So, cognitive principle means the Chit principle. The word Sva indicates Kshetragnya. That is one who is conversant with one's inner self. And the word ha indicates the transcendental nature. This meaning of the mantra has also been corroborated by Sri Haribhakti Vilas. There is a book written by Sanatana Goswami. The general meaning is this. That one who is desirous of entering into the esoteric pastimes of Krishna will have to practice his transcendental service along with the culture of the devotional knowledge relative to him. So that's what I was saying. So according to his particular relationship, a, a person who has actually realized his actual relationship with Krishna will meditate on that relationship with these mantras. So that's how he cultivates, you know, he goes to his eternal, this thing, pastimes with Krishna. So, <clears throat> but anyway, we don't have to worry too much about these things. We chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and try to advance ourselves. These are these are very deep advanced topics but we are just you know reading them because that is the subject of today's verse. Alright. So we are just doing a we are skimming the surface of this ocean of this topic. The general meaning is that is this that one who is desirous of entering into the esoteric pastimes of Krishna esoteric means the confidential pastimes of Krishna will have to practice his transcendental service along with the culture of the devotional knowledge relative to him. One, Krishna Swarupa, the proper self of Krishna. Two, Krishna's Chinmaya Vrajalila Vilasa Swarupa, the true nature of Krishna's transcendental pastimes in Braja. Three, Tat Parikara Gopijana Swarupa, the true nature of his spiritual associates in Braja with the spiritual milkmen and the milkmaids, the Gopas and the Gopis. Four, Tat Vallabha, the true nature of self-surrender to Krishna in the footsteps of the spiritual milkmaids of Vraja. 5. Shuddha Jeevasya Chit Jnana Swarupa The true nature of the spiritual knowledge of the unalloyed individual soul. 6. Chit Praktir Arthat Krishna Seva Swabhava The true nature of the transcendental service of, to Krishna is this that the esoteric relation is established on the awakening of one's pure cognition. These 6 are the explanations of those 6 here. The transcendental words, Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopijana, Vallabhaya, Swaha. These are the explanations. Krishna, Krishnaya is actually Krishna Swarupa. Huh? Govindaya is Krishna Chinmaya Vrajalila Vilas Swarupa. Hmm? And then Vilasa, Prabhava and uh, Vilasa. There are two categories you know, of the expansions of Krishna. So this is Vilas Swarupa. And then Krishna Govinda Gopi Janavalabhaya and that Gopi Janavalabhaya is Tat Parikara Gopi Janaswarupa. Swa means Tad Vallabha. Sorry, Gopi Jana Vallabhaya. Sorry, Gopi Jana is one thing and Vallabhaya. Tad Vallabha 
the true nature of self surrender to krishna in the footsteps of the gopas and the gopis and swa means the living entities right and that is called shuddha jeevasya chid swarupa or chid gyana swarupa the true nature of the spiritual knowledge of the unalloyed individual soul and chid and six ha means the spiritual existence <coughs> and that is chit praktir arthat krishna seva swabhava the true uh, service true nature of service the true nature of transcendental service to krishna is this that the esoteric relation is established on the awakening of one's pure cognition this is the explanation of the that mantra the 18 syllable mantra the meaning is that rasa is only the transcendental service of the central refuge shri krishna or ashraya refuge is shelter or ashraya the meaning is that rasa is only the transcendental service of the central refuge shri krishna as predominating aspect of the absolute by one's ego as the spiritual maid of the predominated moiety of the absolute integer look at the look at that english oh krishna <clears throat> hmm? again basically it is subordinate and predominator and predominated so moiety actually you see the meaning of moiety moiety look up each of two parts into which a thing is or can be divided so moiety means there is two aspects of the absolute truth the swamsa and the vibhinnamsha that is what is uh, being referred to here so he is the swamsha and he is the ashraya he is the refuge <coughs> and we are the vibhinnamsha if you don't know these words we are the separated parts and parcels jiva bhuta sanatana huh? what is that um 157 ah oh, krishna forgot see it is so mind boggling i forgot the bhagavad gita verse <laughs> which is such a common verse 157 ah oh, i forgot the verse even my oh, krishna mamaivam sho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatana so this eternally separated parts and parts so this is called vibhinnamsha so this duality each of two parts so we are dual so the vaishnavas are always dualists they always maintain that krishna and the and the soul the supreme soul and the individual soul are always two so that is called moiety of the absolute integer here integer means the absolute truth the absolute oneness you see the absolute one supreme truth the simultaneous oneness and difference that is what is explained here <laughs> but he, he explained in these words so the meaning is that again we will read it rasa is only the transcendental service of the central refuge shri krishna the ashrayam as predominating aspect of the absolute by one's ego true ego this is not the false ego ego means identity and true ego and by one's ego as the spiritual maid of the predominated moiety of the absolute integer i hope you understand what is being said there so we are serving krishna um rasa means to engage in krishna's service in our eternal uh, as our eternal occupation that is what is being explained here hmm? spiritual maid of the predominated moiety of the absolute in- you know what fun fact the english that was used in this purports by shrila bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur this english he learned in 6 months he knew nothing about english 
and he applied himself to the learning of english and in 6 months he learned english and after 6 months he wrote this book now just imagine what is the level of learning of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur nobody can match his scholarship in 6 months he learned english like this okay Mm. I really love reading the sentence because it just is so mind-boggling. The meaning is that rasa is the is only the transcendental service of the central refuge Sri Krishna as predominating aspect of the absolute by one's ego as a spiritual maid of the predominated moiety of the absolute integer attended with pure devotion in the shape of one's entire self surrender. the past time in goloka or in gokula during the stage of devotional progress is the meditative worship through the mantra and during the stage of perfection the past times manifest themselves as the unrestrained transcendental jubilations as or ecstasy this is the real aspect of goloka or gokula which will be made more explicit in due course so as one progresses he these true nature of vrindavan and the devotees and krishna everything will becomes more and more revealed hmm? the meaning of the words jyoti rupena manuna is that in in actually this verse up in this verse is that the transcendental meaning is exp- expressed in the mantra by means of which on transcendental desire of love for krishna and the service of krishna being added one is established in the eternal love of krishna such pa- eternal pastimes are eternally manifested in goloka krishna hare krishna that is some idea of madan mohan govinda and gopi gopinath all right um yeah we actually did not read that aspect right of the geographic aspect yeah yeah we will do that and before we go to the questions okay cc adi 119 here from this part of the purport this whole thing we will just read it gaudiya indicates the part of india between the southern side of the himalayan mountains and the northern part of the vindhya hills I actually wanted to show the map of India with the Vindhya hills and all that. I don't know if how much that time, how much time that will take. Okay, let's go to maps. Vindhya hills. Oh. One second. Actually, if you know the Indian national song Vindhya Himachala Yamuna Ganga all these have been you know um, included there actually 
Okay, here we go. Okay, I'll show my screen now. Alright, Hare Krishna. <laughs> right there at the top, I mean bottom right. Okay, here we are in Google Maps. So that red mark is the Vindhya Hills mountain range. You know the Vindhya range there. That is the Vindhya. And um, so let's go back to the let's go back to uh, here. Gaudiya indicates the part of India between the southern side of the Himalayan mountains and the northern part of Vindhya Hills. So, okay, let's read the whole thing. Which is called Aryavarta or the land of the Aryans. This portion of India is divided into five parts or provinces. Panchagaudadesh, Saraswat, <coughs> Panchagaudadesh. So, what are the five parts? So, Gaudadesh is usually known as Bengal uh, side, but actually it's Panchagauda. Panchagaudadesh is Saraswata, that means Kashmir and Punjab, Kanya Kubja, which is Uttar Pradesh, including the modern city of Lucknow, Madhya Gauda, Madhya Pradesh, Maithila, Bihar and part of Bengal, and Utkala, part of Bengal and the whole of Orissa. Bengal is sometimes called Gaudadesh, partly because it forms a portion of Maithila and partly because the capital of the Hindu king Rajalakshman Sena was known as Gauda. This old capital later came to be known as Gaudapur and gradually Mayapur. So, let's go back to the mountain range. So, you see Kashmir here. So, the as you can see, I don't know if you can see here, my arrow is moving there. That is the Himalayan range, all the Himalayan mountains. And the southern side of the Himalayan mountains is here, Kashmir. So from there starts the uh, Panchagaudadesh and it is a Himachal is there, Punjab is there and Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh basically that is all the, um, what is that, uh, what is the word we used? So the Saraswat is Kashmir and Punjab. So there are Saraswat Brahmins who are actually from Kashmir Brahmins, supposed to be very highly, um, oh Krishna, I have hit the camera. Okay, I'm still in frame. Okay, good. <clears throat> so, um, Kashmir, I mean, the, that place. And there the Brahmins are supposed to be very aristocratic. Anyway, in fact, Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami was, uh, were actually Saraswat Brahmins. But they associated with, with uh, Milechas, meat eaters, and that's why they have all be, almost been ostracized by, from the Hindu community at that time. Anyway, that is Saraswat and then there is uh, Kanya Kubja, which is Uttar Pradesh and Uttarakhand, present day. And Madhya Gauda, which is like Madhya Pradesh, you know, this part. Uh, and then there is Maithila, which is Bihar here and Bengal, a little bit of Bengal. And Utkala, which is southern side of Bengal and the whole of Odisha. So this is all, this whole area, you know. In fact, including Bangladesh, you know, including Bangladesh, all this is called Panchagaudadesh. Okay, let's get back to this. Okay, that is Panchagaudadesh. <coughs> the devotees of Orissa are called Udiyas, 
the devotees of bengal are called gaudiyas udiyas and gaudiyas um, and the devotees of southern india are called dravida devotees so gaudiyas udiyas dravidas as there are five provinces in aryavarta in the north india so dakshinatya southern india is also divided into five provinces which are called pancha dravida uh, pancha gauda and pancha dravida the four vaishnava acharyas who are the great authorities of the four vaishnava disciplic successions which is brahma sampradaya rudra sampradaya shri sampradaya and kumar sampradaya so the four vaishnava acharyas who are the great authorities of the four vaishnava disciplic successions as well as shripad shankaracharya of the mayavad school appeared in the pancha dravida provinces all the great acharyas come came from pancha dravida south india even among our goswamis the gopal bhatt goswami is from south india in fact it is said that even rupa goswami and sanatan goswami are somewhere from karnataka or something ah i forgot that history hmm. anyway so and even raghunath das goswami was from odia actually that is panchagauda basically yeah so anyway all the uh, great acharyas of the four disciplic successions everybody came from panchadravida among the four vaishnava acharyas who who are all accepted by the gaudiya vaishnavas shri ramanujacharya appeared in the southern part of andhra pradesh at mahabhutpuri okay these were these uh, places names may have may have changed over time you know so maybe they will be called in a different way now anyway mahabhutpuri shri madhvacharya appeared at pajakam near vimanagiri in the district of mangalore which is in karnataka shri vishnu swami appeared at pandya and shri nimbarka appeared at munger patana in the extreme south so let's go back to maps so that was panchagauda that is panchagauda and this is called panchadravida panchadravida if you know there is this cricketer indian cricketer rahul dravid so that dravid for those of you who know so dravid is actually coming from this because it's dravida dravid so even in part of maharashtra and andhra pradesh karnataka tamil nadu and kerala all comes under this pancha dravida <coughs> and all the great acharyas of the four um sampradayas are hailing from south india and therefore it is said um where in the 11th canto there is a description that mostly devotees will be from south india especially in this kaliyuga what is that was um 11538 or i don't know somewhere around there i don't know maybe somebody can put in the comment section all right so this is all mentioned here shri chaitanya mahaprabhu accepted the chain of disciplic succession from madhvacharya but the vaishnavas in his line do not accept the tattvavadis who also claim to belong to the madhva sampradaya to distinguish themselves clearly from the tattvavadi branch of madhva's descendants the vaishnavas of bengal prefer to call themselves gaudiya vaishnavas now what is the difference between the tattvavadis or nowadays they are known as madhvas and uh, gaudiya vaishnavas why there is a disagreement 
So that is actually shown in a conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Tattvavadis. I don't know if we have time to go through that. Hmm. Okay, let me just see if I can. Okay, here it is. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu next arrived at Udupi, the place at uh, the place of Madhvacharya. This is during his tour of South India, uh, where the philosophers known as Tattvavadis resided. There he saw the deity of Lord Krishna and became mad with ecstasy. So Sripad Madhvacharya took his birth near Udupi, you know, which is situated in the South Kannada district of South India, just west of Sahyadri. So this is all explained here. This is called Pajaka Kshetra. I haven't been to Karnataka, all these places actually, Udupi and all this. I haven't been. I wanted to go for so long. Maybe one day. <coughs> then next. While at the Udupi monastery, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw dancing Gopal, a most beautiful deity. This deity appeared to Madhvacharya in a dream. Madhvacharya had somehow or other acquired the deity of Krishna from a heap of Gopichandan that had been transported in a boat. So this is how actually um, it happened, how the Udupi deity came about. Uh, <laughs> the verse that showed the South Indian devotees is mentioned in the comments. I will go through that later. <coughs> Madhvacharya brought this dancing Gopal deity to Udupi and installed him in the temple. To date, the followers of Madhvacharya known as Tattvavadis worship this deity. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu received great pleasure in seeing this beautiful form of Gopal. For a long time, he danced and chanted in ecstatic love. When the Tattvavadis Vaishnavas first saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they considered him a Mayavadi sannyasi. Therefore, they did not talk to him. Later, after seeing Sri Krishna Mahaprabhu, uh, sorry, later after seeing, seeing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in ecstatic love, they were struck with wonder. Then, considering him a Vaishnava, they gave him a nice reception. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could understand that the Tattvavadis were very proud of their Vaishnavism. He therefore smiled and began to speak to them. Considering them very proud, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began his discussion. The chief Acharya of the Tattvavada community was very learned in the revealed scriptures. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu humbly questioned him. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I do not know very well the aim of life and how to achieve it. Please tell me of the best ideal for humanity and how to attain it. The Acharya replied, When the activities of the four castes and the four ashramas are dedicated to Krishna, they constitute the best means whereby one can attain the highest goal of life. <laughs> the moment he said this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just completely destroyed his... Why? Okay, now we will understand. Then, he, okay, he is further explaining. When the activities of the four, so Varnashram system, they constitute the best means whereby one can attain the highest goal of life. When one dedicates the duties of Varnashram Dharma to Krishna, he is eligible for five kinds of liberation. Thus, he is transferred to the spiritual world in Vaikuntha. This is the highest goal of life and the verdict of all revealed scriptures. Now, look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's answer. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, According to the verdict of the Shastras, the process of hearing and chanting is the best means to attain loving service to Krishna. Actually, you can go on reading this purpose if you want for more detail. We will just go to the, through the verses at the moment. So, he quotes these nine forms of devotional service. The, the process, this process entails hearing, chanting and remembering the holy name 
form pastimes qualities and entourage of the lord offering offering service according to the time place and performer worshiping the deity offering prayers always considering oneself the eternal servant of krishna making krishna making friends with him and dedicating everything unto him these nine items of devotional service when directly offered to krishna constitute the highest attainment of life this is the verdict of the revealed scriptures so shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam archanam mandanam padas archanam mandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam so <clears throat> when one comes to the platform of loving service to lord krishna by executing these nine processes beginning with hearing and chanting he has attained the fifth platform of success panchama purushartha and the limit of life's goals this is the absolute highest limit of life's goals prema pumartho mahan panchama purushartha next when a person is actually advanced and takes pleasure in chanting the holy name of the lord who is very dear to him he is agitated and loudly chants the holy name he also laughs cries becomes agitated and chants just like a madman not caring for outsiders in every revealed scriptures there is a there is condemnation of fruitive activities it is advised everywhere to give up engagement in fruitive activities for no one can attain the highest goal of life love of godhead by executing them occupational duties are described in the revealed scriptures this is from uh, i think 111132 as it is explained here 111132 you see occupational duties are described in the revealed scriptures if one analyzes them he can fully understand their qualities and faults and then give them up completely to render service unto the supreme personality of godhead this is called sarvadharman parityajya uh, a person who does so is considered a first class man sattamaha is a nice verse agnyayaivam gunan doshan maya dishtan apisvakan dharman santyajya santyajya means completely given up tyajya means to given up tyaga ृष्णसमित सो धर्मान संत्यज्य यह सर्वान माम भजेत सच सत्तमहा फर्स्ट क्लास पर्सन सो नेक्स्ट सर्वधर्मान परित्यज्य मामेकम शरणम व्रज सो ही इज कोटिंग ऑल दिस रेफरेंसेस चैतन्य महाप्रभु लुक एट हाउ ही इज स्पीकिंग एनी टाइम ही स्पीक्स ही कोट्स लाइक दिस सो अबैंडन ऑल वैरायटीज ऑफ रिलीजन एंड जस्ट सरेंडर टू मी आई शैल डिलीवर यू फ्रॉम ऑल सिनफुल रिएक्शंस डू नॉट फियर दिस इज फ्रॉम 11.20.9 तावत कर्माणि कुरवीता न निर्विद्येतयावतामिकिंजंक्षलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशलिबरेशल
सेवन सेवन थर्टी सेवन यूप गोस्वामी से भक्ति सामृत सिंधु ब्रह्मानंदो भवेदेशा चेतपरार्ध गुणीकृत नईति नईति भक्ति सुखाबोधे सुखाबोधे परमाणुतुलामी इफ ब्रह्मानंद द ब्लिस ऑफ मर्जिंग इन द ब्रह्मन इफलजेंस वर् मल्टीप्लाइड वन हंड्रेड ट्रिलियन टाइम्स इट वुड स्टिल नॉट इक्वल इवन एन एटॉमिक फ्रैगमेंट ऑफ द ओशन ऑफ ट्रांसजेंडल ब्लिस फेल्ट इन डिवोशनल सर्विस दैट्स वाई devotees don't want liberation they don't want they have this ocean a drop of which is more than 100 trillion times the bliss of so called liberation so chaitanya mahaprabhu is systematically explaining now that varnashram system is karmakanda actually much of varnashram is karmakanda so because that tattvavadi acharya he has mentioned like that that varnashram system is important and by following that you will get five kinds of liberation and that is the goal so he systematically deconstructing all all of this the two parts first of all varnashram karma kanda why karma kanda this dharmartha kamoksha nothing we have to do we have devotee real devotee means shravanam kirtanam vishnu and that will get us to panchama purushartha which is prema uh krishna prema that is highest so he first of all proved that this varnashram system or the karmakanda is not to be followed by vaishnavas next he is now attacking the liberation so because five kinds of liberation can be attained he explained so for them the understanding is that we have to do varnashram system satisfy krishna and achieve liberation that is a whole madhva tattvavada but not madhva madhva chara is pure devotee but uh, his followers have somehow stuck themselves at that understanding so pure devotees reject the five kinds of liberation indeed for them liberation is very insignificant because they see it as hellish kaivalyam narakayate then he quotes from bhagavatam you see how everything is quoting salokya sarshti samipya sarupyaikatvam apyuta diyamanam nagrahanantin vinamat sevanam janaha if you want to know the same topic how to find different different verses from all different kinds of places in one place read chaitanya charitamrita because chaitanya mahaprabhu he he gathers all this in, in fact his followers like krishna das kavraj goswami also presents it like that um collects all different different kinds of you know evidences from various different that's why when somebody some people say prabhu how can you know so many verses about you know bhagavatam somewhere bhagavad gita somewhere because systematically it has been studied in chaitanya charitamrita and prabhupad and his followers i mean chaitanya mahaprabhu's followers including shri prabhupad they have quoted according to this topic they have quoted all these different verses in in that in that context so that's how we learn we have to hear from acharya see shastra shastri kurvanti shastrani hmm as narada bhakti narada bhakti sutra says so shastra there is everything in shastra everything every answer is there in bhagavad gita and bhagavatam and chaitanya charitamrita is just we need to know where and that the acharya will tell and those who are following the principles of the acharya the devotees that's why we have to go to sadhu shastra guru so shastra is the base but sadhu and guru they know exactly to take which part of shastra to uh, corroborate which um, principle or, or action or whatever it is 
so we need to connect the dots and for that we need to go to sadhu and guru hmm. so that is how it is understood so chaitanya mahaprabhu is quoting here from the third third canto salokya sashti samipya sarupya ikatvam apyuta diyamanam na grahananti vinamat sevanam janaha 32913 as you can see pure devotees always reject the five kinds of liberation which include living in the spiritual vaikuntha planets possessing the same opulences as those possessed by the supreme lord having the same bodily features as the lords associating with the lord and merging into the body of the lord the pure devotees do not accept these benedictions without the service of the lord then <laughs> this is from 51444 describing king bharat um i'll just read the translation it is very difficult to give up material opulence land children society friends riches wife or the blessings of the goddess of fortune which are desired even by great demigods but king bharat did not desire such things and this was quite befitting his position because for a pure devotee whose mind is always engaged in the service of the lord even liberation or merging into the existence of the lord is insignificant and what to speak of material opportunities the exact words in the verse are this last line मधुद्वीट सेवानुरक्तमनसाम अभवोपी फलगुहु अभवह भवा भवसागर मींस भवा मींस दिस मैटेरियल एक्जिस्टेंस अभवा अभवा मींस लिब्रेशन जस्ट लाइक पावरगा इज मैटेरियल लाइफ अपवरगा इज स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ लिब्रेशन सो अपव अभवोपी फलगुहु सेवानुरक्तमनसाम यू सी मधुद्वीट ऑफ द किलर ऑफ डीमन मधु द मींस कृष्णा सेवा सेवा अनुरक्त एंगेज्ड इन द सर्विस मनसाम द माइंड्स ऑफ होम अभवह सेसेशन ऑफ द रिपीटेड रेपिटेशन ऑफ बर्थ एंड डेथ अपी इवन फलगुह इनसिग्निफिकेंट मधुद्वीट सेवानुरक्त मनसाम अभवोपि फलगुह यो दुस्त्यजान क्षितिसुत स्वजनार्थदारान दट्स अ टंग क्वेश्चन इटसेल्फ यो दुस्त्यजान क्षितिसुत स्वजनार्थदारान प्राथ्याम श्रेय सुरवर सदयावलोकाचिंदुचित महता मधुद्वीट सेवानुरक्तमनसा अभवोपि फलगु सी हाउ डू वी हाउ वुड वी इवन नो दिस वर्स इफ नॉट फॉर चैतन्य महाप्रभु कोटिंग इट फाइव फोर्टीन फोर्टी फोर हाउ वुड वी इवन नोटिस दट इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ दैट लास्ट लाइन एस्पेशली he is quoting you see how he is quoting that's how we have to learn <clears throat> um so a pure for a pure devotee whose mind is always engaged in the service of the lord even liberation or merging into the existence of the lord is insignificant and what to speak of material opportunities so karma kanda is all about material opportunities and liberation gyana kanda is about liberation even liberation is insignificant what to speak of you know karma kanda so like that he has described now next verse then he says a person who is a devotee of the lord this is also from bhagavatam um a person who is a devotee of lord narayan is not afraid of a hellish condition because he considered the same as elevation to the heavenly planets or liberation the devotees of lord narayan are accustomed to seeing all these things on the same level both liberation and fruitive activity are rejected by devotees now he has proved the point fruitive activities are rejected liberation is rejected by devotees huh? but you are trying to establish these things as life's goal and the process for attaining it in this way he he defeated tattvavadis you see even though the tattvavad what he said is correct according to vedas but still 
ही यू नो एस्टैब्लिश्ड द पोजिशन ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस एज प्योर डिवोशनल सर्विस एज इवन हायर दैन द एक्सटर्नल फॉर्मैलिटीज एंड द इनहरेंट लेटेंट डिजायर फॉर लिबरेशन इन साइड those things which are hiding in the heart which are still kama they are not prema yet prema pumartho mahan panchama purushartha so he wanted to cut down that mistake of kama wanting to achieve uh, fruitive activities or wanting to achieve liberation from krishna trying to take service from krishna that is not pure devotion that is en- trying to engage krishna in our service we have to engage in his service that is prema So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued speaking to the Tattvavadi Acharya seeing that I am a mendicant in the rounds order of life you have been playing with me in a duplicitous way you have not actually described the process and ultimate objective in this way you see the acharya was defeated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu after hearing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the acharya of the Tattvavada Tattvavada sampradaya became very much ashamed upon observing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's rigid faith in Vaishnavism he was struck with wonder the Tattvavadi Acharya replied what you have said is certainly factual it is the conclusion of all the revealed scriptures of the vaishnavas still whatever madhvacharya has established as the formula for our party for our sampradaya we practice we practice as a party policy <laughs> so this is called niyamagraha when you follow some rules just because you are part of like you know oh we are hari krishna that's why we are singing why why we did the strengthening foundation series because some people are just following as a party policy oh we are hari krishna therefore we must follow the mangalarti song samsara dava nalalidha loka why we are singing what is the meaning we don't know why we are singing tulsi arti song we don't know why we are chanting hari krishna don't know why we have to chant the 10 offenses every day every day why we have to remember them don't know what are the 10 offenses we don't know so this is called just following some rules and regulations without understanding the aim of these things so they have fallen to that niyamagraha platform following rules and regulations but without the aim as a party policy uh, we should not be like that like party policy people we should practice whatever are the um, you know abhidhey or the injunctions given for us for our sadhana at the same time we should understand all the meaning that's why we have to understand the meaning and the reason and, and the goal of all these things why we are doing and that's why we actually conducted the strengthening foundation series so that we don't just execute these functions or rituals as party policy but actually to enrich our life spiritually because without wholesome involvement in all that we do every day we cannot rise very adequately in devotional service and eventually we will commit offenses and we will leave these are the dangers because we are not entering into the mood of understanding all these things hmm. uh, what is this yeah we practice as party policies sri chaitanya mahaprabhu said both the fruity worker and the speculative philosopher are considered non devotees karmi and gyani are non devotees uh, we see both elements present in your sampradaya and uh, this is the difference between the madhva tattvavadis and the gaudiya vaishnavas hmm. the only qualification that i see in your sampradaya chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying is that you accept the form of the lord as truth so he was pleased with that hmm. that much he was pleased thus shri chaitanya mahaprabhu broke the pride of the tattvavadis to pieces he then went to the holy place known as phalgutirtha so in this way he goes on and he is traveling in the south india so that pretty much 
concludes our session today and let's see the comments wow i just have no control over myself let's go on talking for like three oh krishna 30 messages okay some of them are verses but some of them are questions uh interestingly this verse appears in all three leelas of the chaitanya charitamrita yes yes chaitam surata upangor in the, all in the madhya and antilila also it comes yeah virendra was asking when will kivane start okay um question by bhakta virendra i have visited vamsivata in vrindavan it was it was at this place that radha gopinath performed raslila pastime with gopis kindly clarify yeah vamsivata and all the bank of yamuna and all the whole place you know vamsivata tatastitha that's that's exactly what is told in that mantra also right um next question bhaktin puja who is advaita acharya why panchatatva mantra is important before start hare krishna maha mantra chanting hmm well there is a full explanation on this but it's a whole explanation and in fact this whole adilila pretty much we will understand the panchatatva only these 14 verses the 14 important verses the first 14 explain about the panchatatva only so we will study all that so the future classes is going to be on that subject only chaitanya mahaprabhu in depth nityananda prabhu in depth is like to the depths we can't even imagine so we will go through all that in the subsequent sessions so for now i will skip this but if you want a very short answer so panchatatva advaita acharya is mahavishnu incarnated as advaita acharya and he invited sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and nityananda especially sri chaitanya mahaprabhu sorry to come down and panchatatva mantra is important because in chanting the hare krishna maha mantra there are 10 offenses to be avoided but in chanting the panchatatva mantra there are no offenses to be considered and therefore panchatatva mantra is actually even more powerful than hare krishna maha mantra but we should not start chanting panchatatva mantra on the beads and you know like uh, like japa because that is not the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu now we should follow the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu of krishna so the order is to chant hare krishna mahamantra and therefore we chant hare krishna mahamantra and to uh, give us blessing so that we don't commit offenses or even if you commit offenses to please kindly excuse us because chaitanya mahaprabhu does not see any offense nityananda prabhu doesn't see any offense jagayan mahadev bro the pot on his head and it was bleeding still he did not consider ah never mind let's give them hari naam so like that you know very liberal so begging at their feet for their mercy so that we can have we can make some advancement in chanting hare krishna so this is why we chant the panchatatva mantra in brief this is the answer um namo mahavadanyaya actually in the 8th chapter this whole thing this very thing is explained in the adilila 8th chapter if you go to 8 uh 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 all the way to 24 this is all explained adilila chapter 8 but you know <laughs> not now we already broken all rules <laughs> so i want to break more rules <laughs> so okay next um so this is just a very brief answer but we will go very very in depth into this 
over a span of many classes i don't know how many years this will take i don't know even <laughs> i don't know hmm. so bhakta virendra next question we as devotees who are doing sadhana bhakti at present are in the abhideya stage yes but also what is the sadhana that you are doing are you doing according to the regulated principles you have to do also properly and you have to get initiated also that is also there um <clears throat> so initiation should be there and that is the sambandha you have to establish the sambandha you cannot say just like a man and woman they cannot say oh we are you know we agree that you know you know we we nowadays it's in the kaliyuga animal society therefore this cohabiting is allowed but in uh, civilized societies cohabiting is animal life so they must get married they must formalize their relationship they just can't say we are related you know we are we are together we are we are partners no you have to formalize it and conduct that marriage ceremony and then you know that has to be done so you can't say that so it is a relationship you know no so similarly sambandha to formalize that sambandha is the initiation to say i am servant of krishna is one thing but now i am formalizing that relationship yes i am servant of krishna and i am agreeing to serve the devotee of krishna who is the acharya and because service to devotee is the path to service to krishna that is what i am accepting that is what i am surrendering myself for that is the meaning of initiation so a real abhideya starts at the point of initiation hmm. until then there's no, the commitment is not there of course it's still part of devotional life but we have to take every everything properly radha govind dev ji is our deity at this stage of devotional service well okay those <laughs> many times you will have interchangeable some like for example now you all of you are chanting hari krishna i mean i'm assuming now that is abhideya but still the sambandha knowledge today we have learned something new about our relationship with krishna and all these you know this this kama gayatri and all the how we come in contact madan mohan and all this we are learning something new so that sambandha gyan is enriching even as we perform the abhideya so it goes hand in hand it's not like you know it doesn't exist in silos you know what i mean or in compartments no it is it is going on throughout our advancement there is some there is sambandha and with that sambandha knowledge a little bit we get the shraddha to perform abhideya and as we perform abhideya we again question and strengthen our sambandha and it becomes more and more and with with you know in conjunction with devotional service that is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam this is actually sambandha and abhideya involved both together 2931 श्री भगवान उवाच इन दतुर्श्लोक भागवत ज्ञान परम गुह्यम मे यद्ञान समन्वित सरहस्यम तदंगम च गृहाण कथित मैया द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड सेट नॉलेज अबाउट मी एज डिस्क्राइब इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स इज वेरी कॉन्फिडेंशियल एंड इट हैज टू बी रियलाइज इन कंजंक्शन विद डिवोशनल सर्विस सो सर्विस एंड नॉलेज हेज बी टुगेदर एंड कृष्ण ऑल्सो सेट इन भगवदगीता भक्तिया माम अभिजानाति अभिजानाति जानाति मीन्स टू नो नॉलेज संबंध ज्ञान बट दैट इज अंडरस्टूड ओनली बाय भक्तिया by in the by being engaged in the devotional service in the abhideya it the more um, knowledge will be revealed and uh, the same is ex- also explained here uh, 1 2 12 1 2 12 tatchraddadhana munayo gyana vairagya yukta ya pashyanti atmani chatmanam bhaktya shrutagrihitaya 
The seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from Vedanta Shruti. So whatever he has heard from Vedanta Shruti, it's Sambandha Gyan and he performs the devotional service Abhidheya and then he realizes the absolute truth which is Prayojana. So if you actually see all the different uh, aspects of um, Sambandha, Abhidheya, Prayojana are available in all the verses of Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. Hmm. It, they all come under these headings, one or more of these headings. Okay. Um, next, Vanajakshi Mataji. So, question uh, Prabhuji, nowadays in Vrindavan, Banki Bihari temple is more famous. Is this belong to any of these three deities? No, it is, uh, I don't know, who, some, I don't know who exactly established the deity. Uh, yeah, it's popular among especially North Indians. Among the Hare Krishna devotees, mostly the seven Goswami temples are more prominent, but mainly in India, everybody goes to Banki Biharaji because for materialistic reasons, <laughs> not for devotion. So anyway, you can get devotion also from Banki Bihari. It's not that you can't get, but people go with that. But especially the Goswami temples, uh, they are the oldest, the seven Goswami temples. Hmm. It does not belong to any... No, it is not... Belong to three deities. Of course, all deities are non-different. You know, all deities are non-different. So in that way, they are all related. Of course, it's all Krishna after all. Anyway, next question by Bhaktin Puja. Krishna, Madan Mohan, Radha. Everything is same, but why we worship them in so many deities? No, Radha, Krishna is same in one way, but they are different. She is the pleasure potency of Krishna. Madan Mohan is Krishna. He is the same. Uh, Radha is the pleasure potency of Krishna. She is not Krishna. You know? But of course, there is again no difference between Radha and Krishna. But still, Radha and Krishna are different. Simultaneous one is a difference. But Radha, we cannot say Radha is Krishna. No. She is the pleasure potency, Haladini Shakti of Krishna. So, we worship in, those, in so many deities. Krishna and Madan Mohan is basically the same. So, we worship Radha and Krishna because Krishna and his energies together. That's why we worship like that. So Krishna means always with his energies. Uh, next question by Bhakti Rajanya. In initial stage, the strength of attraction and guidance will be more. And even if we are doing more sadhana than initial stage, why the strength of connection loses? I think we already went through this, right? In the, one of the previous classes where it's, it stagnates uh, because of you know committing offenses <clears throat> uh, uh, what is that what was i showing at the time yeah um somewhere in the shrimad bhagavatam and i think my Previous class, in the previous class or the, the class prior to that, I explained this whole thing, why why the strength is uh, dwindles. Uh, the whole description, very elaborate description. I even forgot the number, wow. Maybe you can put in the comments if you remember, you know, that will be helpful. So, you can go there and watch that back. I explain everything there. With Shastric references, why it happens. Um... 
the moderator maybe can can go and give the link maybe now or later after this class next uh, bhakta virendra krishna says in bhagavad gita chapter 10 that i am kandarpa or regulated sex life and material life well is there a question even no it's not a question it's a statement with a question mark <laughs> so he is he's not kandarpa he is using it for proper use that is a representation of him but again the proper use can be done only if we have attraction for krishna otherwise how can we do properly right um, so again it, it depends on kandarpa koti kamani kandarpa koti that is krishna next uh, bhakta virendra what happens if others will chant kamagayatri mantra and why only brahman initiated are exclusively given this mantra by their guru there is a rule that's it uh this gayatri mantras are only chanted by brahmanas qualified brahmanas not by br- birth brahman by birth okay okay please please give up that idea a brahmin by bhagavat initiation by proper acharya and the proper discipline succession uh <clears throat> what will happen then it will be without nirarthaka you know without potency we have to receive it from the spiritual master and chant it attentively that is proper chanting um next question by bhakta virendra what is the difference between nam diksha and uh, brahman diksha are brahman initiated devotees in more advantage or superior in knowledge than name initiated krishna conscious devotees why only chant hare krishna mahamantra so brahman diksha will en- enable the devotee to perform devotional services in deity worship and such and that will actually regularizes him more and also um he is expected to also have more knowledge of course yes it is a it is a more uh, advanced stage <clears throat> uh, basically brahman diksha means he can do more services especially the deity worship all opens up for him a person who is not brahman diksha he, can, he still cannot perform deity worship so one who is brahman diksha done then he can perform deity worship next at first time i got geeta i am very much absorbed in what in reading the translation attraction to krishna's pics and stories yeah hmm banki bihari okay prithviraj prabhu is yeah, actually i read this i have just forgot who was that so banki bihari is established by swami haridas who is apparently lalita sakhi um again that information where we get from is it is it from gohar ganudesh deepika or who is actually the source of that information that has to be checked fidelity <clears throat> so i am not sure exactly so here it is said swami haridas is lalita sakhi so of course bangi bihari ji is also krishna only people go for a different reason devotees can go for devotional service not a problem next by madhumita mataji hari krishna prabhu ji in sambandha gyan stage is requiring knowledge that is knowing who we are and how to be krishna conscious through four stage of bhakti shravanam mananam nidhi dhyasanam and vandanam at our level we are very impure as we are endeavoring to remove our anarthas what are the relationships of these stages with sambandha so yeah basically the prasambandha involves all these things and it is also abhideya 
which is shravanam you know all these different stages of bhakti shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam and all these things and vandanam all these things are abhideya so again as i said sambandha and abhideya are interweaved and with abhideya we can understand sambandha even more bhaktyamam abhijanati so um it's not a, that we are at one level sambandha level now we will graduate to abhideya level and then brahma level no it's all intertwined but the more we do some abhideya the more the sambandha gets and the more we close we get to prayojana so in this way so we don't have to worry so much about what stage i am in i mean am i in more in sambandha or abhideya <laughs> this is just for our understanding technical understanding but we have to of course work on our impurities everybody is impure you know in this material world if we are not impure we should not be in this material world only impure people impure souls are in this material world so don't say that only you are impure <laughs> everybody is impure so we have to get purified and the only purifying factor is remembrance of krishna and chanting his name so we have to chant and that's how and associating with devotees and allow ourselves allow us ourselves to be corrected a big thing sometimes devotees think they are already too advanced to be corrected that's a problem so we have to always remain humble and be allow ourselves to be corrected when we're going wrong uh, then it will be smooth sailing journey otherwise it's going to be rough seas next question um quotation shrimad bhagavatam we never tire of hearing the transcendental pastimes of the personality of godhead who is glorified by hymns and prayers those who have developed a taste for transcendental relationships with him relish hearing of his pastimes at every moment okay good the next ajanya wow big question are those i am afraid of big questions at this time are those doing material services doing durga uh, sorry under durga nearest here is a durga temple i like the beautiful atmosphere of the temple near the temple there is a little forest it was my attraction to visit the temple regularly and as i was a little one i had a bad habit to talk with the deity and sharing all my daily experiences to the deity to whom i quarreled how many teachers scolded me all as she is hearing it is my imagination since it was a little temple the pujari won't be there i will be free to talk my childhood foolishness the banana and sweets offered to durga was my favorite prasadam till now i ate it because of my childhood habit will it affect my progress in krishna consciousness of course it does we can't as um, what is that we can't um, accept the migod prasadam we already showed that before if you're not sure go back to the prasadam section we did a whole class on prasadam and there it is mentioned that demigod prasadam we should not take it will affect you cannot take durga prasadam like that we can't be sentimental about these things just as prabhupad said <laughs> you know a woman when she was a little girl as a baby as an infant she was naked now she has matured she has become a mother she cannot say oh i was you know i was i'm used to my you know childhood infancy i was naked no now also i'll uh, go around naked can she say that no maturity must come so that whatever was done in childhood immaturity or you know without understanding devotional service you know you whatever you have done we cannot hold on to those childlike or infant sentiments and say that i will remain like that after growing up also 
so now you're growing up in krishna consciousness and now you have to take everything seriously and we have to follow the principles rigidly you can't take durga prasadam like that and expect to advance in krishna consciousness that's that's against the principles of devotional life so please kindly stop that um about krishna not knowing his own greatness good 10.87.41 okay the, f- the verse was found and thank you very much 10.87.41 oh 17 but uh, this is not the same uh, anyway we'll just <laughs> read it dyupataya evatena yayur antam anantataya tvamapi yad antaranda nichaya nanu savaranaha khaiha khaiva रजांसि वांति वयसा सहयच्छ्रुतयस् त्वैहि फलन्त्यतन् निरसनेन भवन्निधनाः बिकॉज़ यू आर अनलिमिटेड नाइदर द लॉर्ड्स ऑफ हेवन नॉर इवन यू योरसेल्फ कैन एवर रीच द एंड ऑफ योर ग्लोरीज व्हाट इज द एक्चुअल वर्ड त्वामपि यत् अंतरा ओ नाययुः ृतिंगीम become successful by revealing you as their final conclusion wow very nicely explained so anyway krishna does not re- can never reach the end of his own glories means he himself cannot know him see another quote oh here also there is another one <laughs> madhya 21 shri chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela chapter 21 text 14 all of you are pandits already huh to say nothing of ananta dev even lord krishna himself cannot find an end to his own transcendental qualities he indeed he himself is always eager to know them hmm. next question um <clears throat> by by ramya ashok please say about ekadashi vrata can it stop corona i think i have already answered this question way back please refer to the answer i already answered this i don't know where were you at the time but i already answered this when you asked this the previous time that day i answered it i think it was one of the ama sessions or something like that so you go back and see where you answered we asked the question <laughs> i don't want to repeat myself again regarding verse from brahma samhita param swamurtim no 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 param swamurtim no 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 not that one no ah this is the one akhila rasamrita murti he that's the thing exactly it's found where 
it's found in i think this is the actual verse akhilara samrata murti it's there in the bhaktira samrata sindhya akila i know it was the first verse of the bhaktira samrata sindhu akila rasamrata murti madhya 8.142 akila rasamrata murti prasramara ruchiruddha taraka palihi kalita shyama lalito radha preyan vidurjayati let krishna the supreme personality of godhead be glorified by virtue of his expanding attractive features he subjugated the gopis named taraka and pali and absorbed the minds of the shyama and lalita he is the most attractive lover of shrimati radharani and is a reservoir of pleasure for devotees and tra- all transcendental mellows is reservoir of pleasure so here if you can see mm, this word to word translation here can you see that on the screen yeah akila rasa rasa means um what is this uh, reservoir of all pleasure or or uh, rasa means the relationships rasa amrita the pleasure which are gotten by all these relationships akila means all so akila rasa amrita murti means the reservoir of all pleasure in which exists all the mellows of devotional service namely shantadasa sakhya vatsala and madhurya that is krishna okay so that's what i want to show at the time next <coughs> yeah it is himself krishna purna shuddho nitya mukto abhinnatvan namanamino chaitanya rasa vigraha good very nice i did not think of this verse so chuchandra prabhu chuchandra prabhu has become scholar now <laughs> madhya 17 133 नाम चिंतामणि कृष्णश्चैतन्य रस विग्रह पूर्ण शुद्धो निमुक्त अभिन्नवान्नामनामो एक्चुअली फ्रॉम द स्कंदपुराण स्कंदपुराण ऐ डो पद्मपुराण सॉरी द होली नेम ऑफ कृष्ण इज ट्रांसेंडेंटली ब्लिसफुल इट बेस्ट हाउस ऑल स्पिरिचुअल बेनेडिक्शंस फॉर इट इज कृष्ण हिमसेल्फ द रेजवॉर ऑफ ऑल प्लेजर Krishna's name is complete and it is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. So it's a reservoir of all pleasure. Chaitanya rasa vigraha. It is not a material name under any condition for it is no less powerful than Krishna himself since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities. There is no question of its being involved with Maya. Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual. It is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. This is because the name and Krishna and Krishna himself are, are identical. Good, nice. Reservoir of all pleasure, seven one two, and Krishna book, chapter fourteen, last para. Okay. Seven one two. What is that? Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto seven. text 1 chapter 1 text 2 mm-hmm. lord vishnu is a reservoir of all pleasure what is the word for reservoir of all pleasure sakshat nishreyasa of highest bliss nishreyasa actually nishreyasa means love of godhead because shreyasa shreya means ultimate benefit and nishreya means the ultimate ultimate benefit 
which is actually prema pumartho mahan so in that indirect way this is also a reservoir of pleasure good but uh, the exact word chaitanya rasavigraha and akhila rasamrita murti that is the actual word i was looking for mm mora e abhilash <laughs> to the season mora e abhilash vilas kunja dio vas nayana heribo sadai jugal rupa rasi this is the thing is him more i abhilash vilas kunj deva so we are begging tulsi maharani to give us a, sh- a place of residence in vrindavan even if you buy a property in vrindavan and you know house and you know, stay there that's not a residence in vrindavan residence of vrindavan means you can only have when you're super completely liberated ha huh? only liberated souls they can gatavyalikas like shukadev goswami they can actually inhabit in vrindavan and nayane heribo sada jugal rupa rasi Uh, and we are asking Chet, uh, Tulsi Maharani to give us the benediction that with these eyes we can see the real Vrindavan and the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Radha and Krishna, Jugal Rupa. This is Radha and Krishna. So, Nayana Heribo Sada Jugal Rupa Rasi. So, give me that power of vision to witness the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. That is to stay in Vrindavan. It's not ordinary thing. Some people say, I want to stay in Vrindavan, you know, I want to... peacefully live my life there you can't live peacefully there we will commit offenses there if we don't um train ourselves properly in devotional service okay we have to be first of all liberated to actually stay in vrindavan and not commit offenses okay next question by sheetal shah uh hari krishna prabhu ji please accept my humble obeisances my humble obeisances all the social prabhupad there must be strict rules and regulations for deity worship right So, if they are not followed in the temple, is the Lord still there? Okay. There will be many offenses will be committed by the devotees. In fact, Prabhupada at one place, I think in London, or was it Paris? So he was the deity installation ceremony, or Australia? I don't know. Maybe Australia, Melbourne. I don't know where. I don't remember. So the deity installation ceremony, and Prabhupada was doing the arti, the inauguration arti, and Prabhupada was. uh he lost his composure while doing aarti and he was mixing up the items you know he was offering like the cloth first and you know the then the water later like it was all jumbled up because he was so much in anxiety he is thinking he said later on that i was so much in anxiety uh when i was installing the deities because now i am you know um giving your giving you to these mlechas and yavanas to handle you to serve you they may commit so many offenses and i am very worried about that so he was actually very worried so actually in fact every day when we do deity worship also even after the deity worship we must <laughs> chant these mantras begging the lord for forgiveness for all the offenses that we have either willingly or unwillingly have committed during the process of deity worship so there will be a lot of offenses just like when we are chanting holy name there are so many offenses we are committing offenses so similarly deity worship also there are offenses one does not start from offenseless deity worship no so this lord is you know but that's why we are taking shelter of prabhupada chaitanya chaitanya mahaprabhu and the panchatatva begging their forgiveness very nice aparada shodhana mantras are there very feeling prayers to the lord you know uh, begging him for forgiveness nine shlokas are there seven shlokas 
anyway um, so the first question is is the Lord still there if there are offenses the Lord is still there by his mercy of course the the service rendered by a pure devotee he is more of course more um, satisfied with that and the next question so if there are so let's say the offenders of Srila Prabhupada or those who don't follow the rules they take care of the deities daily does Lord accept their service is he still personally present if the purity is not maintained so the Lord is always there see the Lord is there in every single atom even so the Lord is always there but when one performs I think let's go to this verse when one performs deity worship 7.14.40 Tator Chayam Harim Kechit Samshraddhaya Saparyaya Upasata Upastapi Narthada Purushad Dvisham Sometimes a neophyte devotee offers all the paraphernalia for worshipping the Lord and he factually worships the Lord as the deity. But because he is envious of the authorized devotees of Lord Vishnu, the Lord is never satisfied with his devotional service. I think this is also there in the third count or 27th chapter somewhere. So anyway, so this is so the Lord is there, but he's not very satisfied with such worship. Madbhakta Puja Bhadika. Madbhakta Puja Bhadika. That means he is satisfied when his devotee is worshipped. Worship of the devotee is even higher than worship of Krishna. So when his devotees are not worshipped, especially the pure devotee, Acharya, is offended, then the Lord is not happy with such service. I do not. I do understand that Lord's personal form, His holy name, deity, picture, everything are same. However, stated above, does that change His presence? His presence does not change. But ye yatha mam prapadyante tam bhajam yaham. As much as we surrender, so much He rewards. So His reciprocation with us changes. Just like you are the same person. If somebody is very friendly to you, and you know, you will discuss many things with that person. And if somebody is official just like hi bye kind of friend you will be on that platform so you are and somebody who is who hates you and who tries to harm you you be behave differently to, to, differently to that person so you are the same person it's not that because somebody hates you you do not exist <laughs> or somebody loves you then you are or oh, you are there no you are there all the time but your reciprocation to that person will be different so Krishna also says, Ye yatha maam prapadyante tam stataiva bhajamyaham. Yadrishi yadrishi shraddha siddhir bhavati tadrishi. As much as our faith is uh, grows in Krishna, that much Krishna reciprocates with us. Um, the reciprocation is, not, is what we will feel proportionate to our devotion and following all the rules and regulations properly. The chief of which being um, the worship of his pure devotee which is especially the acharyas and all the devotees so that is very important next question by Bhakta Virendra which means only Brahman initiated devotees will attain Madhurya Bhava not necessarily let's go to this verse <laughs> why do you jump to Madhurya Bhava Let's talk about Anarthanivriti, na? Huh? Prabhupada also said the same thing. Why? Why? Because somebody was asking about, you know, Siddha Deha and you know, all this, this eternal past. 
first of all talk about anarthani vritti why are you talking about uh, if one once i get cured i will do this i will eat that i will do this i will first of all get cured na take the first of all medication properly take the prescribed um, diet properly and follow all the rules and regulations of the doctor without following that you can't even get cured and forget about eating nicely or doing this and doing that nicely forget it first talk about your dis- uh, dis- disease being gone work on that first hmm. it's like you know building ca- uh, castles in the air so we shouldn't be like that so anyway how many brahman initiated devotees they can also fall down you see विप्रो राजन्य वैश्यौवा हरे प्राप्ता पदातिक श्रौते न जन्मनाथापि मुह्यंतनायवादीन ऑन दि अदर हैंड ब्राह्मणस मेम्बर्स ऑफ द रॉयल ऑर्डर्स एंड वैश्यज ईवन आफ्टर बीइंग अलाउड टू अप्रोच द लोटस फीट ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड हरी बाय रिसीविंग द सेकंड बर्थ ऑफ वैदिक इनिशिएशन कैन बिकम बीविल्डर्ड एंड अडॉप्ट वेरियस मेटेरियलिस्टिक फिलॉसफीज सो इट्स नॉट दैट इनिशिएशन इज द मैजिक नो यू जस्ट एडमिटेड इनटू द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड नो 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 इट इज एडमिशन इनटू द प्रोसेस which if perfected will get us to the spiritual world so <clears throat> if we do not follow the process we will fall down again so initiation ceremony itself doesn't guarantee our entrance into the spiritual world not at all we have to perform all rigorously uh, so let's focus on the process let's not focus on the event of the initiation because event is a one off thing oh i got initiated in the such and such date that's an event or you know or i will get initiated on such and such so that's an event but the process of devotional service is not an event it's an it's an eternal function and a daily function of uh, uh, devotees so let's focus on the process because initiation by itself does not mean anything if the process is not adhered to understand so that's that okay next question um hari krishna prabhu is it right to chant the shlokas during deity worship without mindfulness as regularly chanting the sincereness maybe less i could see the pujaris who chanting seems trying to complete maximum speed and throwing flowers um prabhupad also chanted very fast his gayatri chanting was very fast his chanting of hari krishna was very fast but he was fully involved so that's why we have to hear yeah many times in many other temples even even our temples also if if the person is not hearing that's why hearing and chanting both must go on so if he does not hear the knowledge he will not understand you know so deep i mean the the, the meanings of you know all the things that he is doing that's why we had the strengthening strengthening foundations series so that we understand what we are doing so for that we have to regularly you know hear all this knowledge and read prabhupada's books then we will get that you know uh, understanding and enthusiasm enthusiasm to do it every single day and not just as a chore and the mind is going somewhere else the whole point of doing all these things is to control the mind but if after all these things the mind is not controlled then what is the point hmm. so that's why hearing and chanting should both be done only chanting without hearing we are starving our understanding so our involvement in chanting is also not as much because we don't understand the, the importance of it so to understand the importance we have to hear and we can even if we hear or read we cannot understand if we don't chant that's why prabhupada's method of lecture usually is now we are having this lectures straight away but usually prabhupada's method of lecture is first kirtan jay radha madhava like that or any vaishnava bhajan and then lecture and then kirtan again short kirtan in the end 
so with the kirtan then the understanding will be better and with the prasadam it will increase even more buddhi paryavatishthate so in that way <clears throat> next question with reference to 12350 can highly exalted devotees know their spiritual identity even before their death i recall reading in jaiva dharma that no living entity can be fully free from maya till death that is till the gross body is completely separated <clears throat> well jeevan mukta uh, like prabhupad for example he is in this world he completely knows what he is who he is and why he is here everything he knows actually uh, uh, i don't know i have to read the actual reference of jaiva dharma but the thing is this a real devotee he knows always he knows what he needs to do how he is performing his devotional service of course we have the information then in, in the bhagavad gita where arjuna forgot what he was in a previous life with krishna but he always remembers one thing that he is a friend of krishna that much he remembers always in whichever life he may not like the instances of the previous he may not remember the inf- instances of the previous life but he one thing is sure that always he is a friend of krishna so that is always there so a, a, a perfect devotee always knows it's not that he is ignorant of that you know ihayasya harerdase karmana manasagira nikhilasvapi avasthasu jeevan mukta sauchite is like a coconut that example is also given the coconut you know, the shell when it's old you know the the inside the flesh gets separated from the shell and then you, if you if you do that tak 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 you know the sound will come so like that although the soul the liberated soul may be in the body he is not attached to the body like the flesh attached to the shell so it is detached so that is jeevan mukta platform so from that we understand that he is not he remembers he knows what he is next okay the devotee is from south india this was okay um one second it's 115382 okay this is the nice verses but i'm just going to read the translation my dear king the inhabitants of satyayuga and other ages eagerly desire to take birth in this age of kali since in this age there will be many devotees of the supreme lord narayana these devotees will appear in various places but will be especially numerous in south india panchadravida o master of men in the age of kali those persons who drink the waters of the holy rivers of dravidadesh such as the tamraparni kritamala payaswini the extremely pious kaveri and the pratichi mahanadi will almost be will almost all be pure hearted devotees of the supreme personality of godhead vasudeva and all the acharyas came from here also um Twelve three fifty. What is this? Twelve three fifty. Let's see. Twelve three fifty. When meditated upon by those about to die, he reveals to them their own eternal spiritual identity. It does not mean, however, that for those who are not about to die, he does not reveal. Huh? See, this is in context with uh, King Parishit. He is going to die. Um, so, you see, endeavor with all your might to fix the Supreme Lord Keshava within your heart. Maintain this concentration upon the Lord, and at the time of death, you will certainly attain the supreme destination. 
you know hmm? he is the supreme soul the supreme shelter of all beings when meditated upon by those about to die he reveals to them their own eternal spiritual identity he takes them back to the spiritual world in other words i mean why should we be so concentrating on this one you know i don't understand not only by about to die by anybody who meditates on him if he becomes a pure devotee he knows see not only by those about to die but when he is meditated by those by those about to die he reveals to them not that he reveals to them means next life they are going to go back to godhead hmm okay so next what is the question what is the difference between false ego and contaminated consciousness pretty much the same contaminated consciousness means true ego means i am eternal servant of krishna i am not the body i am eternal servant of krishna false ego means i am this body that understanding false identification that is false ego and that is contaminated consciousness or rather all contaminated consciousness is a result of false ego um yeah bharatvarsham yeah bharatvarsham the whole world was called bharatvarsham <coughs> Okay anyway um Thank you so much I think that's the end of our session There are some undue praises that are coming my way <laughs> I don't deserve them mm. But thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to you know conduct these classes because by this I'm also learning I'm a absolute student here <laughs> we're just sharing this knowledge that's all all right thank you very much i don't know if you have observed this tilak in the beginning of the class it was full and bright and now almost all is gone that many hours have passed 3 and 1/2 ah oh, krishna chaitanya charitamrita ki jai nitai gaur premanande gaur nitai bhagwan ki jai chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai gaudiya vaishnavas ki jai श्रीला प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत गोटी वैष्णव वृंद की जय नेता गौर प्रेमानंद हरी हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा